This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. back now the thing you have been waiting for since the last kick of the 2013-14 Premier League season no more pre-season no more desperately seeking transfer rumours the most overhyped bloated self-publicising and self-opinionated thing in football is back no not the Premier League the Chelsea Fangers yes I'm so pumped for it tonight Loving it. Now, welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that has come back to you fresh, hungry, lean and mean, with more biased opinion and silliness in the blue cause. Now, I am Stanford Chidge, and the name of tonight's show is the Chelsea Football Fancast, Balls Out in Burnley. I don't get it. Tumbleweed. I knew it. The first show of the season, and I get tumbleweed. I think that's terrible. Balled out. Balls out. Balls out. Balls anyway, out. I'll read this next bit and you'll understand why. Now, it was a top performance uh, by a newish-look Chelsea in the grim north last night. Always a potentially tricky match first up. And a banana skin looked on the cards after they went 1-0 down. But thereafter, it was all Chelsea as Mourinho seems to have found the balls that were missing from the side last season. See, now you understand the title. Clever. Right, a great debut from Fabregas and a debut goal for Costa, but... Does Courtois' selection mean the end for Chelsea legend Petr Cech? More of that later. Now, joining me tonight, we've got our kind of... He's new, but he's not new. It's Seb. Seb, the man that I love on Twitter and who buys me lots of strong lager whenever I see him in the pub. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? Yeah, very, very true. It's good to see you, mate. Thanks Lovely to see me. you. Thanks. We've got... Oh, yeah, these kind of new faces, old faces. <laughs> I love it. We've actually got with us um, a chap who... Uh, 
you could compare him to a Werther's original, but he's actually he's an original Chelsea fancaster. He was on the first show with me six years ago, and he's my old mucker from Gate 17, and it is Dr. Mark. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, indeed. <laughs> yeah, good to see you, fella. Last but not least, my name is least, the incorrigible, the wonderfully bouffant hair tonight, and the old-school 1970 Chelsea shirt-wearing Jonathan Kide. Sorry, kid. Oh, no, don't show that. That is awful, <laughs> man. my bum. This is, this is pretty <laughs> water number shit. seven. You can't. No, number I, think, I think you've had a number one down there, mate. <laughs> yeah. Or number Didn't two. You see the seven? <laughs> Harryman's saying to me, don't show your, your rear end before the watershed. He's right. Okay, I didn't mean to. It's lovely, to it's, it's, lo it's lovely to see you. I'm trying to show you my Charlie Cook. I know. Fact, Charlie, Charlie <laughs> Cook. In fact, yeah. don't show it after the watershed. Don't show it any time at all. And we're, we're, we're three minutes in and already it's descended into anarchy and chaos. I love it. Now, like it. Uh, we, have, we also have some benches tonight, of course, for the return of the season. Can we have a look at our benches, please? Yay! There we go! <laughs> look at them! Talking benches, 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 do your job. Lovely. I mean, talking about old regulars, we've got them all there, mate. That, that is the hardcore team of the benches. We've got the gaffer. Hello. Hello. We've got Dan Sills. Evening. We've got Andy Silverman. Evening, Chief. He's got a bad back. You all right, fella? Yeah, just about, mate. Yeah, good. And you were at Burnley last night, weren't you? I watched from my team, students, yeah. It's lovely stuff. He's almost... It's, no, that's the, bench, that's the benches, mate. And last but by no means late, least, he's got a late arrival, which means he's got the kind of the dodgy-looking stall at the back. Either that or he is, in fact, three foot taller than everybody else. I don't know. <laughs> one Harry Baker! There's only one Harry Baker! One Harry Baker! How about that for an intro, H? Yeah, you loved it, didn't you? All right, enough of them. We'll see, we'll see them later in the show, no doubt. Now, on the show tonight, uh, we will be having a look at Ross's player ratings for the Burnley game, and we will be discussing the impact that Costa and Fabregas will have in the Chelsea side, and does the performance last night justify Chelsea as title favourites? And as I said earlier on, we'll also be looking at the Courtois selection, which might possibly mean the end of the line for the Chelsea legend that is Petr Cech. Uh, we've also got the fannies for this week uh, for the Burnley game and we will be awarding our Man of the Match, Chance of the Match, Guinness and Celery moments for the first time this season. I cannot wait. And there are some crackers. Uh, and you'll know this because, of course, I put them up on our website, ChelseaFanCast.com and you now have precisely, uh, I would say, about half an hour to get your votes in uh, on the website and it is ChelseaFanCast.com forward slash the hyphen fannies. So go and have a look at that. Go and vote. Um, I do love it when you do. Now... Special treat, as it's the first show of the season, we do have a few uh, new slots for you. And the first of these will be an interview with a journalist, uh, preferably one that we like. And that is no uh, exception tonight because we, I'm delighted that we're going to have a chat with Henry Winter, Excellent. who's the Daily Telegraph. Oh, yeah, H, is a, isn't he? Top Lovely. Man. Top man. If we can get him on the phone, we'll be talking to Henry in part four. Uh, about what he thinks of Chelsea's win last night and our title aspirations, no doubt. And of course, we're also going to have a chat with Nigel Seeley who has been on before. He's a betting pundit. He's brilliant. Real hot tips to this man. Uh, and a great friend of the show. And he's going to tell us all about the bets and the value bets for Chelsea versus Leicester and also the Chelsea outrights for this season. So that will be fun. Now, during the show, I need you to get involved. Otherwise, we're sitting here doing it all for no reason at all, really. So that means you need to get your fingers out and you need to be tweeting us at Chelsea Fancast on the old Twitter feed. And of course, you can also kind of listen to this as a radio show if you can't bear to look at our ugly mugs. And frankly, I, I wouldn't blame you at all. No. You know, no. if, if I was you, I would be listening, not watching. But if you are listening and not watching, you're doing it via the genius thing called Mixler. Uh, so if you're on there, go to the chat room and you can ask questions and I will try and remember to look at my phone and answer them for you. But that's Mixler, 
mixler.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast. So there we go. Now, um, we're going to go straight into a bit of Ross's ratings for the Burnley game, I think. Oh, that's oh. quick. Would you like to do that? I love Ross's ratings. Would you like to do that? I love Ross's ratings. They make me happy. That's about the most polite I can be, I think, of the pre-watershed. But I think the boy, I think Rabona springs to mind. Yeah. I think that might, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, we had a bit of, yeah. Rabona banter last night. Yeah. failed Rabona that... Anyway, enough. Okay. Now, we've got, we've got a little graphic <laughs> yeah, for Ross's ratings. For the people that are new in the gallery, they're, they're on a green background, okay, and they've got footballers' names on them. Uh, there we go. And round of applause for the new gallery for being on it. I love that. I love that. They can come any week they like. Now, I know. I know. Now, the what boy... I love about Ross's ratings is we can, we can have a row about it. We can. Yeah. Can I let you into a little secret tonight? Because yeah. I, I love Ross and he is actually being very helpful in the gallery. Yeah, of course been... he is. I did these. Mm. So any comeback, it's to me. But did you not do it deliberately Ross. so that you knew that I'd, I'd yeah. take issue with it? Of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, they are, for those of you who can't see us or them, uh, they are as follows. Courtois, six. Aspilicueta, six. Cahill, six. Terry, six. Ivanovic, da, 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 da. seven. Uh, Fabregas, nine. Nine. Matic, six. Hazard, seven. Oscar, six. Schurler, six, uh, seven. Sorry, Schurler. Costa, eight. Uh, and the substitutes, William, six. Mikel, six. Drogba, six. Um, what do you think about those ratings? Can I ask a question? Yeah. What did you rate the other team at? Oh, they all so got about one. In there. <laughs> no, because I, I took my lead from Ross, uh, who is not the most generous person in the world, and I looked at Sky Sports ratings, and they were all giving sevens and eights, and I thought, no, I shall, I shall be mean and tight like Ross. I shall start as I mean to go on. What do you give Czech for sitting on the bench? Eleven. All right. <laughs> Obviously. You could say that the six is right for Courtois, couldn't you? Because his kicking was dreadful. Uh, yeah, he, I was he, was, he was asleep for the, the first goal, completely asleep. Yeah, I, I, thought, I, I thought it was a bit there. weird. You know, he ducked. He, he did. Well, they, but he looked at Ivanovic. I think he thought Ivanovic was going to clear yeah, it. Well, something. that's a fairly good bet that Ivanovic would, would, would get in the way. But yeah. um, that was all a bit peculiar. Was a bit. But well, then he did a fantastic save in the second half. So. I'll tell you yeah. another, another thing. I, I thought that save was up, up to Peter Cech standards. That, that's the one he made. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah, yeah. But I thought the save he did in the second half was very good, and I thought he commanded the box really well. We'll talk more about that later. But I mean. Um, it came yeah. for the high ones, all right. The reason it? I gave the defence basically six as apart from Brana was because they didn't really have much to do. But does, that, they mean did, they they get a look, does that mean they get well, a look? Because like JT was immaculate. Yeah, but they didn't have to do much. Yeah. I, I agree. They get was, six. It was I know. Isn't there a default for seven or something? No, but I think it's a fair point, Jonathan. I think it's a fair point, but that's what I gave them. Now, Brana gets seven. I think Caesar at Dave... Caesar. Yes, OK, whatever. Dave... He, 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 ooh. Anyway, Miss as Azpilicueta, he, um, he was poor. I thought he really? was poor. So yeah. I think you're right. I think six is right. He I'm going to concentrate more on the positives, Jonathan. Uh, okay, okay, but I think eight is too many for Costa. Uh, I don't, because I thought Oz Costa had a great debut and he scored a goal. It was a blinder because mm. he absolutely walloped it. Should've and I think the difference we, the, the, to the side it made, having a striker who makes intelligent runs, I'll allowing the midfielder to come through, he absolutely. deserved eight for a debut. But I think... Can you? There's no argument in my mind that Fabregas uh, was the man no, of the oh, match. Brilliant. Great debut. Marvellous. I mean, here's a question for you, right? Um, so particularly the older members. Have you noticed that the older people are on one side of the table, <laughs> the younger, beautiful people on the other side of the table? Well, we, but, we have yeah, inner beauty. <laughs> Martin and I have inner, inner beauty. <laughs> the line's there. I have less grey hairs than you. In fact, most of them are my beard, really. But anyway. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is this. The point is, can you remember a better debut in recent history than the one that Fabregas got yesterday? Maybe Mutu. 
But yeah. apart from that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yeah, but Mutu, but had, Mutu had had assistance, I think, outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. He's playing out of his. No. <laughs> <laughs> was he, did he have good a cold? Day, did, he, did he have a cold? Yeah, he kept right sniffing. Oh, he, he had a bit of lemon scent, John. That's what they used to call it in the old days. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, you know, the bottom line is that was a great debut, in my opinion. No, it was, he was. Yeah. You know, so I think that was fully deserved, uh, deserved even. And, and he was I'm, completely brilliant. I'm really us. glad I signed him for my fantasy football team. Mm. I'm doing this kind of thing with fan, the fantasy football league, and I got asked to do it by by someone. He wants like all these kind of people who do the kind of stuff that I do, doing it, and they all laughed at me because um, I, I basically, uh, you know, threw away all of my money on Hazard and Fabricus and JT, and that left me kind of too short of the strikers. I actually ran out of money before I could buy three strikers, and they laughed. And I said, well, I'm only doing what Chelsea do. Mm. We only, I need one striker. Which, you know, I thought it was quite good. Yeah, anyway, look, before we better. go to a break, Benches, I want to have a word with you. Um, are you happy with the ratings, Benches? No. 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 Are you happy at all? <laughs> no, I thought Matic, Matic was a bit better than Oh, you're thinking I'm being mean. I'm only following Ross's lead. All right, OK. I mean, you were there, Andy, though. It was a crack, cracking game, wasn't it? I mean, it looked like they'd take 90 games together. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was a superstar. But, I mean, you know, it was Burnley, you know, and it wasn't perfect. But, but I, I mean, they didn't have much to do with the defence. That's why I gave them six. It's a, it's a banana skin, though, normally. That yeah. Of, uh, we might have lost that game last north, year. Yeah, one goal down, uh, the crowd get behind them. What do, you re- what do you reckon, Dan? Yeah, I think it was a good start. I'm 3-1, we did enough. Good quality first half, second half was containment. Yeah. So, you know, perfect start. Good stuff. All right, fellas. Well, we'll speak to you later on. We're going to have to go to a break now already. Uh, it's gone past so quickly. We're almost to part two. But we will see you in a very short nanosecond. And we'll be back with part two to discuss the Chelsea-Burnley game in more depth. We'll see you in a second. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. I can't believe it. Uh, anyway, this is the Chelsea Football Fancast. I am, of course, Stamford Chidge, and that is Jonathan Kidd. And this is Dr. Mars, the Werther's original of the Chelsea Fancast. <laughs> and this is the new young blood, my new signing, Seb. Aren't you pleased? In fact, it's actually Frank Lampard, but we've done that gag to death, and I'm not going to do it ever again. Right. Uh, we're not having Seb. What, what are you talking? I've got somebody talking about Seb Blatter in my ear. What's going on? I don't know. I'm going to ignore it and, and carry on. Uh, anyway, the bottom line is this, is that I, I actually thought it was a top performance. Unluckily, I wasn't there. Uh, I don't think any of us were there, actually, last night. Uh, Andy on the benches was definitely there last night, which is a top effort. Uh, but never mind. I enjoyed watching it, even though nervy start going down 1-0. I thought that actually woke them up, really, Mark. You know, going down 1-0. They were a bit nervy. 1-0 well, yeah. down, it kind of like, oh, my God, we're in a well, game. The defence were caught a bit flat-footed and didn't really react to the threat. Mm. And, and, and mm. Well, we saw what happened. But, I mean, uh, thereafter, of course, we, we basically mullered them, I we thought. We played 20, 25 minutes of absolutely stunning but, Yeah, it was. Football. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Football. We, we reckon yeah. so. Yeah. Like, obviously, it was a really bad start, giving the ball away. It was wet, it was raining, it was typical northern night. It was grim. Oh, it was grim. It, is, it grim is grim. Up, grim, up north. Yeah. grim up north. Aye. 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 It was scintillating football after they scored. it. Was, we could have 
we should have scored three or four, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll talk we'll about that a little bit in a minute. Um, actually, no, we won't. We'll talk about it right now. I, I was actually, you know, I thought it was very interesting because we were so dominant and playing so well and had so much fluidity in that first half. I was a bit disappointed in the second half that we didn't carry on. But then again, mm. I thought about it and I thought, hmm, that's actually classic Mourinho. He shut up shop mm. and he thought, well, you know, we've won this game. We're in complete control. There is absolutely no point uh, at a stage of the season when the guys... Are not fully fit yet. No, half of them are just back them from the World Cup. Yeah, they, they haven't. They haven't know, let's got not their let's not ex- let's not waste or expend energy. I got worried that they would get one back in the last. Well, 10 minutes. as Mourinho said, he said, "Well, you know, it could have been four-one. It could have been two-two. Yeah. Well, it would have been very yeah. interesting if the penalty had been given rather than the yellow card because you've had to send the goalkeeper. Well, it off. should have been. Yeah. Should have been. Shouldn't mm, it? Of course, it should have been. Yeah, but hey ho. But I mean, you know, as I said, I mean that. So I was a bit, you know. But on the other hand, I thought, I thought, well, you know, fair enough. Jose, I understand what you're doing with that, and I, I can't argue with are that. Are we going to discuss the penalty incident we later? Will. We're going to do the penalty. Or are we going to do it now? <laughs> I, know you, I know you haven't got a script. I know no, 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 no a it's script. a secret. The script. Uh, but actually, you know what? I didn't. I didn't put it down. Do, do you want to? Do you want to talk about? Well, I, 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 my feeling. Should we have a vote? Was, Should we have a vote out there? Yes, there Hands was. Up, all of those who want to talk about the penalty incident. Yeah. Okay. Benches. There's one. Only, yeah. Oh, they've woken up. <laughs> <laughs> Early goal. One nil down, and now they've Harry, woken up. Why doesn't Harry want to talk about it? I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk to Harry about it later. Oh, yeah. You know. Don't talk about. Harry. I think whether it or not, whether it was or whether it wasn't a penalty. Yeah, there was contact. He probably could have given it. I think if the guy had stayed on his feet, he could have scored. Stay and on your would feet. Have scored. Yeah. Yeah, Stay but, on your yeah, feet. But I, I think he really got. He didn't have a goalkeeper up. to kick. I think he really. Beat. I think he really got tripped up, and that's why he didn't stay on he his could feet. Have got I don't back think. On his feet. I don't think he died. You, the so ball you, was you, in front of him. Minute, he could have got on his feet. So he got it. caught though. The goalkeeper oh, 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 caught him. I need to establish this as a point of fact and order. You don't. You think it was rightly not awarded a penalty and I, he got I, a yellow card. I don't really know whether it was a penalty or not. There was contact, probably. Because yes. basically that would make you... Technically, it was probably a penalty. That would make you only the second person in the world who thought it uh, should have been a yellow card and wasn't a penalty. And the, no, and no, the, other, person, the, other, the other person was Stan was Collymore. Yeah. So that meant, no, well, they oh, don't yeah. count. <laughs> uh, Stan Collymore, you, are, you mm. and Stan Collymore are... No, I didn't say it wasn't a penalty. I didn't say it wasn't a penalty. I said well, I don't care whether it was a penalty, and technically it was because there was contact. This is like old style. Me and him yeah, used to yeah, rock good, every good. show. Because you don't good. listen, Chid. It's because you talk rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I said technically there was contact, so technically said. it was a penalty. But no, I don't care about that. No, you didn't. If he got either stayed on no, his feet he, or got back on his feet, he couldn't stay on his feet because he'd been tripped up by the goalkeeper. He was. He was. He left a foot in there. Is this a three-minute argument or a five-minute argument? Anyway, um, I, look, I'm sorry, but I thought it was a blatant penalty. I thought so at the time. Jose did. What is really interesting, actually, is that afterwards, and I, and I have to say, I mean, much as we loathe and knock Sky Sports uh, and, and also can't stand Carragher, I have to say that Carragher and, and Gary Neville are by a country mile the best pundits, uh, football pundits on television now. And they gave a detailed analysis to why that was a penalty. Brad Friedel came out, I saw a tweet he did earlier today, explaining exactly why it was a penalty. But I thought the most important, interesting thing about that was that um, normally when they you know, do a cheat little dive, it's, it's their, if they're running at him, it's their left leg that they do it with. But he had hurdled the keeper with his left yeah, leg yeah. and basically the keeper caught his trailing leg, yeah. which he couldn't have moved out of the way. That's why he fell over. And that's, and that's why, why he fell he, over. That's why he couldn't get up again to score. Exactly. The keeper's so committed why couldn't he himself. put his front foot down and, and stay on his feet? Well, you know, I think the difference there is that he plays professional football, Martin, and you don't. Have you never tripped over a carpet? I'd like <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> Many a time. But usually drink has been taken. Usually the carpet isn't moving towards you. Anyway, Unless you've been drinking. Let's talk to the benches and see what they have to say. Benches, benches, what do you think? Was it a penalty or not? Put Martin in his place, please. Penalty. 100% penalty. 
I mean, I called it in the ground and I was 85 yards away. Did, did the, referee, <laughs> the referee clearly didn't hear you, mate. Uh, yeah, I, I did scream loud, not quite loud enough by the looks of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had, it gone, had it gone the other way, had it been Courtois on the Burnley forward, but they've got the penalty for being at home. Yeah, I know. I, it's just, I, I'm really cross that he got a yellow card because he so clearly, clearly did not uh, deserve a yellow card. But anyway, uh, as I'd like to that. know what the, uh, the Lano was doing. I'd like to know why he did Polishing his nails, I think. Well, well. well, actually, Carragher said something very interesting on Sky Sports because he was going, he got all kind of confused. I don't know what they do anyway. You know, what's the point of them beating any? I don't make decisions. I don't make decisions, do they? You know, and he's right, actually. I think what, whatever you could understand yeah, out of what yeah, he yeah. said, but I thought, I basically thought, and you know, he's right. that last bit that you did. Yeah. Don't make decisions. They, don't do, they do that, don't they? <laughs> they do do that, don't they? <laughs> oh, the old scouts. Sounds like a Welsh Asian. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's obviously a scouse. Anyway, moving on. Um, I think we've done the penalty to death. Um, the other thing that I thought, I think as a general kind of ting, was that uh, I, I, I just felt, you know, before the game, Mourinho kind of naughtily said, I've, I've found the, the way to unlock the, the, the you know unlock the defences. You know he's it's obviously a very good impression yeah. Um, he did. It, he it, it, it's a very special way to do it. Anyway, um, well, yeah, maybe that's true. You know, but I, I kind of got the feeling that they did. And the other thing that I really noticed about like, the game as a whole, uh, actually, they did mention this afterwards on, on the punditry. To be fair, but when we attack at corners and set pieces. We've got five monsters. We've got Branner, Cahill, Terry, Matic, and Costa, all at set pieces, mm. all going in the ball. And we also have somebody, now this is a novelty for Chelsea, somebody who can deliver a corner. Yeah, for the first time. In Hello? And not hitting the first one. I know. But mm. they, you could see it. They showed this lovely replay where, they were, where Branner scored, actually, where they were these five guys just bearing it down on Branner. They practiced it. You thought, no, really? That's yeah. novel, isn't it? It was Rob who pointed that out. Anyway, uh, uh, it's the first person we've had that could take a corner since, since Belletti. Oh, I thought Soxie could take corners. Graham so could take corners. Zola could take corners. Yeah, well, he was early. He was early. Oh, that's true. Okay. I'm very pleased that you're here. Fair enough. On the historical facts that Chidge always disagrees with. Okay. I like to dis. I'm very disagreeable. You are. It's what my role is on this show. It's very argumentative. And that too. Okay, now we're going to go on to Costa. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Oh, no, you're not. It's not panto season yet. You're probably practising early. Have you been signed up for a panto? Uh, Simple Simon. Simple Simon. And you're playing Simon, obviously. Or the pie man. No, I'm the pie man. He can be the pie man. I've lost weight. I'm sorry. That is a gross... I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm going to do this to you, Gallery. You're going to... Look, this is what pre-season means, you know. Right? There was less of chidge than there was last year, you know. And that's because I've not been to any football for three months and therefore haven't been... On you haven't been eating the pies. So exactly. It will, it yeah. will regrow as anyway, the season, enough, go, enough. season goes on. I want right? to talk about it Diego Costa because, mm-hmm. um, you know, what a difference it makes to have a proper proper striker playing for us. And let me add, yeah. this is his debut. He scored a, his debut goal on 17 minutes and other strikers, who I wouldn't possibly dream of coating off publicly or on air, uh, <laughs> took 700 and 32 minutes to score their debut goal. So there you go. But isn't it lovely to have a proper striker? I, mean, I, I thought his runs were like really uh, intelligent, the way he, he, he moved the defence out of position, allowing space for the place like Scherler and the other midfielders to go into. Yeah, exactly. So he, they, he brings, draws out the defender, so it allows people like Ramirez, Hazard, Scherler to do all these runs yeah. beyond the ball. Yeah. And that's, that's what we've missed. Someone, someone and the, and so other, many people making runs. Yeah. Scherler yeah. was outstanding. They had the runs, didn't they? He was worth more than seven. That's what I thought he was worth yeah. 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 yeah, I agree completely. I thought Scherler was... No, I thought Scherler had a cracking go. I, I think Scherler's going to be... I think he's going to be a real, so real star this year. About him going to Atletico Madrid. Why would he go there? Why, why, absolutely, yeah. You know, listen, this this kid, um, you know, uh, he's a World Cup winner. Uh, he's he, 23. Yeah, he's 23. He's just had 
He looks like Johnny Bravo. <laughs> you know, he's, he, but the fact of the matter is, he, his confidence must be absolutely mm. up there at the moment. And I think that we're going to see that. We're going to see him. I think the way he took the goal was, yeah. was, was great, you know, wasn't it? Uh, superb. Yeah. I can't wait. He's going to be fantastic. But I, I'm also quite excited about, uh, about Diego Costa, actually. He, no, look, he looks completely. the real deal, doesn't he? It suddenly makes you realise what we've been missing. Well, yeah. we knew anyway, but well, we need to have somebody been playing. He looks like that. a big, nasty piece of work. He does. He does. <laughs> That's and what people, people are scared of him. Yeah. That's yeah. A different, nobody was ever scared of any of the other no. forwards that we had. Not since Mark Hughes. They're probably scared that a little bit of we comes out when they laugh. I would think that's absolutely correct, actually. Or poo, even. Yeah, uh, I'm getting grief from the gallery here. They want more graphics on our show. It's boring. Well, you see, I, I put less graphics in because I didn't want to overload you in the gallery. It's pretty graphic. It being the first show. How mean of you to say that when I was thinking only of you, dear gallery. Uh, anyway, um, benches, 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 benches. Um, what do you think of Diego Costa? Is he the real deal? I think so, yeah. Real right time, right place to score the goal. Something that that man Torres wouldn't be in there. Good finish. Led line well, so looking very encouraging. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, Andy, you were there. What was the what was the response in the ground to him? Yeah, very good, very great movement off the ball, chased down all the balls that he was that didn't get to him as well. Is there Looked a song really yet, good. Andy? I heard it. Yeah. What was it? Um, was this his name? Oh dear, we can't really sing it because it's a bit naughty, and I don't know. I don't know the. Uh, I don't know the. Um, you know the the tune. Uh, to which it go the tune. We can't do that. Can we you? can't really do it because no. it's a bit naughty, isn't it? Oh, Diego Costa, he's our striker. No. He's <clears throat> class. He came here from Atleti with Felipe and Courtois. And when we go to Anfield, he'll put Gerald on his rear end. Oh, Diego Costa. That's not. It's the Balotelli song. Just singing his name. Oh, Balotelli. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. The boys on the benches think that Costa's great. I do too. I think he, I think he will, will make the difference. But what worries me still, chaps, is the fact I still think we're slightly vulnerable in the striking department. Yeah, well, I mean... What happens if something happens well, to him? Well, he... Well, he yesterday he got... But yesterday, and on another day he might have got sent off. Yeah. Uh, so, and if he does get injured, then... Well, it's not going to be Torres winning the league, is it? And it's not Torres Drogba. Drogba. Mm. I are, mean, they, are they possibly going to buy somebody else? Well, I think they, they, they must do. They must do. They've got that. to. They can't leave it, yeah. Well, it might be no, you. Running with it. Has he gone, for, gone off on loan yeah, somewhere? He's, he's going to Middlesbrough. He's back, um, Harry's shaking his head, I'm reliably informed from the Garrett. What do, what do you reckon, H? Why are you shaking your head? I just can't see us signing another striker. You really can't? Why not? Over the last couple of years... But I mean, you know, there are people yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest drink, who like. know that exactly drink, who know <laughs> that we need a striker. You know, another striker to back up Costa. So I mean, if we can see that, the club surely must know that. So they, I, I can't see that they won't. I really can't. But I could be wrong. Obviously. It's about two. So don't wait to get in one more. So I need to lose. Possibly Torres and one other to bring another foreign yeah, striker. Yeah, but I, I think there are a few lads in there that are going to be, you know, surprisingly vulnerable. I mean, what was we worried about? Czech that we're going to talk about in a minute, but but also, uh, I mean, you know, Mikel, I think maybe his days are numbered. Well, I think Van Ginkel's going on loan. I think is that's, he? That's is the he room there, yeah, yeah, and that will go to. Anyway, we digress. Talking of people who might be going, um, it was really quite interesting on Twitter before the match yesterday. You know, everybody. Uh, coming out with we know that Courtois is going to start and all the rest of it mm. um, and as it as it as it happened I mean so therefore I don't think there was any real surprise that he started was there Seb? No he's, he's well he's only what 22 years old so he's still got there's 15 years at possibly the highest level and you've, you've seen at Atletico and for Belgium he's his his commanding of the box is so impressive and I, I just think I wouldn't want to see Czech 
as a backup goalkeeper to play in the cup games because that may be what 10 games all season I just couldn't see that for a club legend like, our greatest ever goalkeeper I know it's, I it's, wouldn't like yeah. it. It, 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 it it would hurt it would a lot. hurt wouldn't yeah. it would do the old you know, the thing that England did when they, when they had Shilton and Clements and just used to alternate yeah, but that doesn't but you need build confidence you need stability, in the defence. You can't set yeah. records that way. Can it, you? you can't. It won't build stability in the defence, and it also, you know, I don't think it will help Courtois. I think Courtois has got the nod. He needs to have a run so that he can he can settle in. I mean, for me, I mean, I'm with Seb. I, I hate the fact that that Czech's no longer our goalkeeper because I absolutely mm. love the man. Uh, but equally, I would hate to see him just sit on the bench. The only thing that would mitigate that for me is, you know. I think the only reason that Diego, uh, Diego, that Didier Drogba's come back is to, to have some sort of a presence and an influence on the younger players mm -hmm. and kind of mentor them through. And I would really like to see Czech stay at least until the January transfer window. So, for example, let's say he hardly gets a look in until January and then you say, fair enough, off you go. But those six months that he can mentor Courtois and, you know, help him through. And I think that, you know, if he has to go, I'd like to see a little bit of a benefit from Czech and his experience by being around until, he, until that happens. OK, just, just see it through Mourinho's eyes for a minute. He's got two players, two world-class international players for every position on the field. You're bored, Jonathan. Why wouldn't, he, why wouldn't he want the same for the goalkeeper? Uh, and it does two things, having two players. Firstly, you've got cover if anyone gets injured. Yeah, absolutely. Secondly, it keeps the pressure on the one that's incumbent. Mm. To stay good. Don't get me Just wrong, Mark. I mean, doesn't I, I, mean you're going to stay good. Like, like Jose, I, I, I'm chuffed and would be really happy to, to have the best two goalkeepers yeah. in the world at the club. I think that'd be great. But I can't, like Seb, I can't see Czech hanging around. He's too, he's too good. He'll want to go. He's 32. He's 32. He's still got another five years at the highest level. Why would he? Why would he be a number two when he can go to Paris? He could go wouldn't to we be having a discussion if he had the two best strikers in the world? No, the he wouldn't because no. you can have more than two strikers in the club. He could play JK two goalkeepers. Wasn't he reported as having been the first to the bus? And the first, uh, and to have not been uh, willing to speak to anybody about Who? it. Check last night. Is it, so they're, they're trying to whether well, the press are just making it up, but he's supposed to have been sulking. Well, I've heard. About I've it. heard through very good sources, Rob Shepherd, that uh, that he's really not a happy camper at all about it. So there, I think there is a distinct likelihood that he might go before, before yeah, the transfer window ends. He'll object then, so it might be taking. Marino might not be able to do anything about it. Well, I think if the club get ten, fifty million pounds from them, they would. Say yeah, take it and then it thank you. Thank you. Really analyze it. You've then got one of the best goalkeepers in the world who's 22. Mm. Yeah, and if he gets injured, you got Schwarzer who's 42. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, well yeah. And then change third, third choice. Or yeah. Beanie. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. about 18 as well. I'm older now, yeah. and I love one of my last. Yeah. <laughs> um, benches. What, what, what say you on this most indelicate subject? Well, shares. Could say what goes around comes around, mate. <coughs> but you, you, hang on, hang on, Jonathan. Are you happy though about it? I mean, I, I would rather see Czech stick around if I could. Cool. Well, I mean, we'll see. Only time will tell. Look, very, very quickly, uh, just to wrap up this part, um, we are pretty much favourites for the title. And I think what was lovely about last night was that uh, we really put down a marker on everybody else. We're top of the league. Uh, it'd be lovely to stay top there. Top of the league after top one league game. After Isn't one that great? Game. Well, uh, we scored more goals than any of our competitors. Uh, and we were away and we performed. I mean, I, I, I thought what was really interesting was the, was the furore after the game last night, uh, both from other fans and... Uh, 
and the media generally who were quite excited and blown away by what they'd seen, which is lovely, isn't it, when we do that? Mm. I love the crowd going completely quiet for nearly the whole of the second half. I thought that was absolutely yeah. fantastic. They did. After our first goal went in, I didn't hear anything from Burnley no. at all. Yeah. Did you, Andy, when you, you were there? They were very quiet up north, weren't they? Can't hear you. Hey-ho, say la vie. Um, now, we are title favourites. Do we think we can do it this year? Yeah, definitely. 100%, no doubts. Yeah. Benches think so. What, do you, what say you, yeah, JK? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, we're justifiably favourite. I think we could win it. a couple yeah. of trophies. Yeah. Do you know what? This will come up later in the show, but you can get 400 to 1 on Chelsea winning all four. Yeah. And I've got a tenner on that. Yeah, I'll put a tenner on that, Dan. That's great stuff. Um, final word. Um, here's here we, one for you, Seb. If we don't win the title, will Jose go, Seb? Uh, well, if we win the Champions League, he'll stay. But if we don't win the league... Um, you know what Roman's like. He'll, he, they're better, better, well, better managers. They've been managers who've not won the league and been sacked for the same reason. So it's, it's up to Roman. I, really. I obviously don't want to. I think he could go another season without winning anything. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. If they, no, if they play as, as wonderfully as they played last night, and it can only get better, I think. Yeah. Better. The more opportunities that uh, um, the players get to, uh, to give us. It's a question of how he, whether he puts other players in during the rest of the season, whether, whether the other players are going to get a game. You know, Salah, what's going to happen to Salah? Is he, I forgot is, about him. He wasn't even know, on the bench, was he? No, he wasn't. Night. No, no, no. Is it, it, Military serve beckoned. Yeah, well, indeed. He, <laughs> perhaps he Hopefully. might have alone. Perhaps because I don't think he's said last year he's not a complete footballer yet. He, he was a panic buy in January. Yeah. I know he's got a few goals, but it's, it's not adding any quality. He's very quick. We've got to go to a break, guys because uh, it's now time for part three just to give the gallery a bit of warning because I wasn't getting any counting down <laughs> you know normally what happens on television is somebody's in your ear and they're saying you've got about 15 seconds to go but you know we just wing it here this, this is, is not normal you did say ear then didn't it? ear ear roll ear roll got somebody in my ear roll not rear alright okay so uh, in, a, in a few minutes we will be back amongst you and we will be talking fannies I hope you've got your votes in we'll see you in a few seconds yay cheers 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 the latest opinions and news, check out the Football Fancast forum and blogs. Read what your fellow fans have to say and join in the banter. They're a bit dozy tonight. I think you need to wake up, you lot. You know, I'm having, I'm having to like be like Barbara Woodhouse. Sit, sit, good boy. Walkies, clap. Hey ho, I'm Stanford Chidge, and this is not uh, How to Mistreat Your Dog, uh, Volume 72. This is, in fact, the Chelsea Football Fancast, and it's my favourite part of the show, as we all know. I do like our weekly match awards that we like to call the Fannies. Um, there's nothing rude, it's because we're the Chelsea fan cast, and therefore we have Fannies as our awards. And we, are, we have a man of the match. We have a, cha a chant of the match. We have something called a Guinness moment, which is a moment of sublime, sublime skill and quality and techers, as they might say. Others other, will have a champagne. Other one? lower quality <laughs> football Saturday morning shows say techers. We don't. We say Guinness moment. And it's the kind of thing that likes, makes me kind of go, ooh, if you see what I mean. It's a bit sexual. I can do uh, Finally, and talking of sexual, we have a celery moment, Martin. We do. Uh, and the celery moment is for a bit of uh, stupidity on or off the pitch, a bit of nonsense, silliness, something really funny, 
or something kind of redolent of Chelsea's past, a bit old school Chelsea, you know, in the days when we were not very good. Proper Chelsea. Proper Chelsea. So there you go. It's when we good. watched Martin. Indeed. It's amazing, Mark. You've not really been on the show much for about three or four years. It hasn't changed, it hasn't changed a bit, has it? I know. It's, it's the, same the same old, old rubbish, same isn't it? Same, same, it is yeah, the same yeah. script, actually. I just like cut and paste, you know, <laughs> week to week. Anyway, first up, we have got the Man of the Match Award. Now, Man of the Match, uh, for me, uh, there's no pickies this week because we have copyright issues. In case you're wondering where all the nice picks have gone, mm. unless you take some at the, at the match for me and then email me them on the, on the, you know, the day before I do the show... There ain't no picks until I sort out my copyright issues. I don't want to get slung in jail just yet. Anyway. Um, this was last year completely illegal then, all the pictures? Uh, no, no, they were all perfectly legal, Jonathan. Right. Shush, shut up. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll otherwise I'll blame you. Anyway, look, man of the match. We must, we must move on. Man of the match. Uh, right, first of all, we've got Fabregas, uh, who I think I said earlier, vision, guile, finesse. He really did dictate the whole play. I, I, I want a superb debut in my book. I love that. Uh, Diego Costa, uh, because I thought he had a really good game. Uh, he scored a cracking goal. He absolutely walloped it in. And I just thought it, it, he, he just looked the part. So I definitely think he's worth a nomination. Yeah, good I also think Branner. I, I actually, we didn't really discuss this when we were, we were talking about the, the game, but you know, I, I thought that was a really interesting selection, actually, because I kind of you know, presumed that Luis would start. But he starts with Branner, and I thought... That's clever, you know. You're going up to the grim north, horrible, wet, rainy Monday night. They're bound to be kind of... Clo- they're going to be cloggers. Well, they would be in Burnley, wouldn't they? They wear clogs up north, don't they? They do, yes, where they but come anyway, from. Yeah. Serbian weather, then, is what Well, no, what I'm saying is they were going to be a bit, you know, hairy-ass kind of defenders, you know, who might st- give a bit of stick. So I thought, aha, don't, don't blood Luis, a in wonderful, silky, yeah, continental clever, player, clever, clever, clever. in a game like that. Put, put Branner in there. They won't stick it up him. Mm. And... and and I thought that was really clever. And why didn't he bring him on in the second half? I don't know. Subs, I it? don't know. No, I thought he just thought, well, you know, let, let's just bring you in. We'll bring you in against Leicester, Leicester or somebody at home. Yeah. But I thought Branner was excellent because, I mean, he foraged down the right almost at will. He did his defensive duties perfectly. And he put in the brilliant pass he to, did. Fabregas, to Fabregas yeah. he did. to put in the brilliant pass to Schürrle. He did, indeed. Yes. And also, uh, he scored a goal, too. So I thought he all, round, well. all round Branner deserves yes. a, more, than a, more than a mention. Yes, but and it'd be very Schürrle would be the third one. It would be... <laughs> okay, I've just had a hilarious text message which I, I can't share with you um, <laughs> because it would kind of ruin the surprise. But I'll show it to Seb and he can laugh and then you can go, oh, I wonder, what, I wonder what that meant. <laughs> I, better, I, better I wonder what that meant. Yeah, anyway, uh, more, more, more than we reveal later. But anyway, okay, what, what do you reckon about... Who are you voting for? Fabregas. Fabregas. Schürrle. Schürrle. Who isn't on the list? You are a yeah. muppet of the first degree. It's got to be Fabregas. <laughs> Fabregas. Yeah, I, I Fabregas, vote for... Yes. Uh, yeah, Martin's going for Fabregas. Well, lo and behold, the people out there... Oh, Benches, sorry. Who, are you, who would you go for? Fabregas. Fabregas. That was almost that was the most animated you've been tonight. <laughs> there we go. Note to self. Make sure I buy them beer before the show starts. Too and after. Yes. And jury. Nod of approval. (laughs) Okay, well, you'll be delighted to know that the great people who go and look at our website have voted as follows. In in last place, interestingly, Costa, 4%. Uh, In uh, second place, Ivanovic, 9%. Uh, You do the math. Uh, 87% for Fabregas. That adds up, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's about as unanimous as it ever gets here. That's 4 plus 9 and then 87, 1300. Just to check, you know, that I didn't cheat. You are so naughty. (laughs) I've missed you this summer. I really have. No. <coughs> uh, anyway, uh, oh, okay. no, I have really. Oh, really. really. Anyway. We've missed each other at the cricket. I know, I know. That was a bit of an epic fail. But that's oh, not, that's not for this show. Uh, anyway. Chant 
Oh, you weren't really, were you? No. no, but I thought you'd probably be happy down where you were. Anyway, chart <laughs> of the match. Uh, right, there were honestly there were there were so many uh, possibles. I mean, because I, I just thought, what a fan! Uh, the full repertoire came out last night. Well, that's when, right. When they start singing <laughs> "Celery" after twenty minutes, you yeah, know, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, that's why it's impossible. And the Dennis Wise song got an air. Yeah, as well. that's why it's impossible because they sang the whole repertoire. I know. <laughs> and I've, got, I've had people moaning. I mean, I'm going to let you into a very funny little secret here because I've had people moaning me saying, "Why didn't you nominate this? And why didn't you nominate that?" And I've actually gone through and looked at the results, and I realised that I forgot that I, I, I actually. The, the official chart of the match selection is ole, ole, ole. We'll go to this in a minute. But I, I've actually got it wrong on here because I actually put the wrong one on. So there were so many songs to choose from, I got yeah, confused yeah, too. Yeah. But anyway, Seb is going to tell me about the, the ole, ole, ole Chelsea one, which seems to have been causing half of your lot a bit of, a bit of humour. Because yeah. I mean, I got this one from Pablo. Yeah, I mean, apparently it's pretty old school Chelsea as well. Yeah, well, there's been a little bit of yeah. movement on Twitter to kind of yeah. reintroduce some of the old school But I, I love it. Like, it's really great. It's simple and everyone can get into it and it's, it sounds Party great. It sounds, it, I won't Party like, mix. Yeah, sound, heard it on the TV last night and it was great. Ole, 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 ole. Chelsea. Chelsea. Did they sing Chelsea. Chelsea. Set them alight, song? Set them alight. Set them alight. No, no, no. I won't. Set them alight. <laughs> set them alight. Set them alight. <laughs> Who's the one to set them alight? Chelsea. Blimey, Jonathan. That's old school. Very well, I had a round of applause. <laughs> very, very. <laughs> Did they sing, ooh, it's the corner. Ooh, it's the corner. <laughs> yes, I like that one. Me too. I always like that. I see the one that I like, as, as does CFC Away. Yeah, that's uh, well, actually, there are two songs from the old days that I think were worth a mention. Me and Martin love the the the, 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 the Jer- Jeremy the Sugar Puff Bear. Yeah. yeah, that one, which we can't really sing because it's a bit naughty. Uh, but the other one that CFC Away loves, um, and and this t- came out at a time when seals were getting battered in in places, <laughs> and so so whenever an injured player was from the opposition went down for far too long. The cry from the show would be, hit him on the head, hit him on the head, hit him on the head with a baseball bat. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Me and CFC away, absolutely. Bring on the dustbin. Bring on the dustbin. I think we should, we should. I'll start a move and bring back the old school songs. But ole, 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 it's one of them. And Pablo said that was going full pelt. I put in my script Didier Drogba, la, 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 which is what I meant to put on the website, but I clear forgot and put the Williams song instead. But the reason why I did that was because actually I do feel that they, they did sing it appropriately. Mm. He was warming up, yeah. he got the Williams song. He came on, he got the Williams song. And also very loud. Isn't that true, Andy? It was very yeah. loud, wasn't it, yeah, Andy? Brilliant. Yeah? Oh, I mean, a to Z of songs yesterday, it really was. Yeah, but also very, very loud, the Williams song. Yeah, I think right. everybody's really caught on the, to that, the, haven't they? The loudest song, I, I was sitting in a pub watching it, and, I, and for most of the time I was the only person apart from the barman in the pub, so I could hear everything really I was well. actually, I was actually watching the match with my missus last night, very rare for her to, to sit and watch the football. But she loved the Williams song. She said, oh, I like that. What's that tune? I said, I don't know the tune, love, but I'll sing the song for you. <laughs> the, vo- the volume was quite loud, so I could hear everything. But the, the song the came across. The prospers, they bore his flight. Will I am, he saw the light. He got the call from Abramovich, so and off he went, went to Stamford yeah. Bridge. He ate Tottenham. He ate Tottenham. He ate Tottenham. He ate Tottenham. My missus liked that. She thought that was great. Now the, um, Actually, she, you know, he hates Tottenham, but she liked that. The song that came across loudest and clearest in the pub where I was was the Stephen Gerrard song. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is it exactly. true you can hear all the words, all the words, including yeah. the adjectives? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I saw on Twitter last night, Liverpool have got a, a Terry song that involves slipping. Wow. Is that true? Oh, God, because of course they would do, because that's quite historical. <laughs> yeah. It's in the past, isn't <laughs> yeah, exactly. it? Anyway, we've got to move on. <laughs> they weren't there. Right, the, yeah. other, the other two nominations were, uh, we're the only team in London, we're the European Cup, that's because that is quality and I like that. And I just think it's always useful to remind these funny little teams from the north who come up from the lower leagues that we are the only team in London. London with the European Cup, uh, but this one has to. This is this is a kind of a, a bit of a left field nomination. But I was on Twitter last night, and he who must not be named and others informed me that he was giving out uh, the the CFC UK selling, fanzine, selling, selling the selling. fanzine. Well, I might as well give them away for only a pound. <laughs> anyway, he's outside the ground selling the fanzines, and there's a whole load of lads that were. Uh, it's only a pound. It's, it's only a pound. Hurry up, it's only a pound. And apparently the Burnley fans were loving it. They were going up to he who must not be named. What, and, buying them? and buying them, I don't know, but they were shaking his hand because apparently he tore Scudamore off a strip oh, on Radio yeah. 5 Live recently. Oh, wow. So well done, he who must not be named. We love you, baby. Those are the nominations. What, very quickly, what are you are going to go for? Because I'm massively over time. I'm going to go for We All Hate Leeds. Okay. Which yeah. Isn't right. yeah, I know. <laughs> I, 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 I know, I know. Oh, and and I told you there's yeah. so many. Out of that lot, though, Jonathan. Out of that lot. Um, uh, 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 what was the first one? Ole, ole, ole. Yeah, I'll go for that. Okay. I'll go for it. It's a long way to Fulham Broadway. Yeah. Ole. Okay. <laughs> I like. Uh, I, I'm going to go for It's Only a Pound. But uh, what are the ventures very quickly? Only team in London. Only team in Only London. Only team in London. Yeah. yeah, OK. Right, well, the results are as follows. You will be delighted to know the people on the benches. That's my, my clue. Uh, in last place, <laughs> Ole, 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 at 18%. Uh, the Williams song... 20%, it's only a pound, 29%, which means the winner this week and our chant of the match is we're the only team in London with the European, European Cup at 33%. Right, very, very quickly, because I'm so ridiculous. Yeah, I really enjoyed that bit too much and I've gone over budget. Anyway, right, Guinness moment. This will be easy. This is going to be so easy. I will make up the time because this is too easy. But the nominations were, they were... <coughs> Fabregas' pass to Sherlock, which... Brilliant. Brilliant. We're already looking at the goal of the season the for end. that. Unbelievable. I mean, did I did I admit a little bit yeah. wee? Did I go, ooh? I certainly so you, did. You it was, did admit a little bit. It was a very it, it, sexual moment It wasn't just that. It was the pass to... And Hazard's run. That started it all off. Yeah, I mean, Hazard you know. Hazard's run has started. Great. Sherlock's run. It was a whole thing. It was sexual. It was. In fact, it was Cheskiel. Yes. But we don't do that because that's the kind of thing that Arsenal fans do. do. So I, yeah. I, I said sexual first, remember Cess that. Uh, anyway. Cesspom. What? Cesspom. Cesspit, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so that was, that was brilliant. And if that doesn't win, I will eat this mm. script, okay? <laughs> uh, which is probably, <laughs> the most, see that. <laughs> most, probably the most sensible thing I could do with it. Uh, now, the interplay between Oscar, right, Oscar, well, actually, I think it was Fabregas to Oscar to Hazard to Costa to Hazard who then didn't quite make it through mm. on goal. But that interplay, somebody put a vine up. I don't know who it was. Chelsea mm. Vines, I think. And I, and I purred over that for a while. I like that. So that got a nomination. And last but not my name is least, Costa's goal. Why Costa's goal, I hear you cry. Well, a lot of strikers on their debut would have probably, oh, oh, oh I can't miss, and, and tightened up and not hit it hard enough. Not Diego Costa. Oh, no. Alert, in the right place. Proper striker's goal. And he... Absolutely belted it. The, the, did you see the net bulge? He I mean, must have really hurt the, the, the inside net. of the defender's Sorry, thigh that it went that off as well. But did you see the way that net yeah. bulged? Yeah. But, yeah, but that's after it had hit the inside of the defender's thigh. It must have really hurt yeah. him. And I, that made me go, ooh, you know. That's one of the, that, that sting, way. wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Yeah. So he gets a nomination. Now, very, very quickly, because 
we are, you know, over time. Way so behind time. Come on then. Quick, well, is it Fabregas? 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 Fabregas. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't just that. It's the whole thing. Whole yeah. thing. Unanimous as Fabregas. Benches, are you unanimous on yeah. Fabregas? Fabregas. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, you'll be delighted to know that the people who listen and watch this show are not stupid because they have voted in reverse order. The interplay between Oscar has a cost. They probably couldn't remember it. Naught percent. Uh, Costa's goal. <laughs> it was just that way. It was a bit esoteric. Um, Costa got five percent, which uh, my math tells me an overwhelming ninety-five percent. Wow! I don't think we've ever had anything that, no, that we hard. No, my yeah. time. So well done, you. Right now, okay, we are into the salary moments. Now, there's some great nominations this week. Uh, first of all, <clears throat> now for Terry. Uh, Terry Fisk, who doesn't know what a salary moment is, for Cheltel, who doesn't know what a salary <laughs> moment is. This is for a moment of silliness, comedy, on or off the field, or something of proper chill, something that might have happened in the old days. Reminds us of the, the gloriously <laughs> inglorious old days. So, the nominations are going 1-0 down after 13 minutes. I, I mean, I can't tell you what I said, but it was a bit choice. So was that... Comedy, or was that? Well, it was just Chelsea? typical old school Chelsea, wasn't it? You know, all that hype, all that hope. Thirty minutes, we're going one 0 down to a team that's just got promoted from the Championship, and I just thought, oh my god, well, your strongest eleven. Here we go. You know, I thought, here we go. But actually, bless them, uh, it, they turned it around. But I just thought that was quite funny, actually, funny and old school Chelsea in a way. Yeah. Okay, the next one, I think, you know, for me is a shoe in, but. 4,000 Chelsea in Burnley on a Monday night, giving it large. Yeah, I mean, yes, I think so too. Benching, benching, benching. And actually, we should salute Andy. Because Our Andy, very own. Yeah, Andy Silverman, uh, yeah. he was there. He, he was, was there. And he's got a bad back too. He's got back neck and he was there. Uh, anyway, uh, four, 13 hours in a bus can't help that. 4,000, 4,000 Chelsea. So we sold the allocation out in four days. They're apparently right. Listen to these people out there. I don't know if you caught this. Alistair Campbell, that odious toad who used to be the spin doctor for the awful Labour government years ago, is a Burnley fan. He was on the Hawksby and Jacobs show and he was sitting there saying, well, I don't think that, uh, I believe that Chelsea have not sold their full allocation, so there'll be a, full, a few empty seats. You, what, what planet are you on, Campbell? Are you spinning still? You're, got more, you're spinning more than a spinning wheel, mate. 4,000 went in four days. You don't even have 4,000 fans. What are you talking about, you muppet? So we absolutely sold it out, and they turned up in volume, en masse, mm. giving it large all the way through. I mean, like we were saying, the amount of songs they were singing. So there we go. Well done. The Chelsea faithful. Chelsea faithful. Yeah, absolutely. We are not worthy. We are so not worthy because we weren't there. But anyway. Um, right. Um, the last bit by no means is we have a still to accompany us mm. with this. I hope we do because I can't remember what I wrote. But this is hilarious. Sam Wallace from the Independent posted Ooh, this on, on Twitter. Screen. Yeah, so, Sam mm. Wallace from the Independent posted this on Twitter last night. But the Burnley team sheet, or the people who print the Burnley team sheet, managed to spell Petr Cech, C-H-E-C-H, Felipe Luis, uh, P-H-I-L-I-P-E, <laughs> and the best, uh, is, well, actually, Cesar Aspiliqueta, I can understand, but they've missed an eye out. And, uh, and John O.B. McKell spelt without the H. So they basically had an absolute mare. Absolute mare and epic fail on the team sheet. Go back to school. Learn to do your English spelling properly, you black pudding munchers. Honestly. <laughs> Awful stuff, but I did not make me laugh. I got a bit of a giggle. We're even there, check spelling. Indeed. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right, what are we going to vote for, Jonathan? Fans. 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 Yeah, got to be the fans. Got fans back at four o'clock this morning. Yeah, go back to work as well. Fans. Fans. Definitely the fans. Uh, right, we're going to. 
Um, I mean, actually, I, we can vote fans of freedom this week because, of course, Dazza Mental is not on the show tonight and he would normally go, oh, you always vote for the fans, you can't vote for the fans every week. You know, he wouldn't, he'd get up, so you wouldn't know that, but trust yeah. me, when he's on there and you're on here, mm. he will, he will, he hates me ever nominating the Chelsea fans for anything. I know, he's a miserable old tone. I think they're worth it. Talking to Chelsea fans, and as I said, uh, can we go and have a look at the benches, please? Because I think we need to give Andy, look at this, Andy Silverman. Being there, so what was it part of? What was it like being part of the? It's like that, like that, like that um, film, the three thousand, isn't it? Apart from with us, it's the four thousand. Yeah, it was. It was brilliant. It's a good day. Chidge, J.K. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there, and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match... And they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month. And you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. He's worth every, every 13 hours on the coach. How many? 13 hours on the coach. 13 hours on the coach. <sighs> yeah. And, I mean, you know, I heard that there was a lot of traffic chaos, wasn't there? Yeah, uh, on the trains and, and also on the roads getting up there. So it was a real nightmare to get to and from it, wasn't it? Andy? It was, yeah. I mean, it was a good two hours at nearly 40 miles an hour. And uh, wow. if it weren't for the police escort, we wouldn't have even made it on time. And what time did you get back? Uh, about 4am this morning. OK. And, and, you know, it was loud, very loud and consistently loud. Yeah. For, uh, for, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was tiring on the way back. Not much singing on the way back, but... Uh, during the whole game, it was worth it. Did you obviously outsung the Burnley crowd? Yeah, uh, we literally didn't hear anything of them other than as we were leaving, one of their pubs started singing uh, some nice nice songs towards us. That was the loudest we heard them all, all right. game. <laughs> OK, we've got to reveal the, vo- the, the, the vote because I'm running out of time. But well done, Andy, as I said. Now, the votes are in reverse order. Uh, 18% of you voted for us going 1-0 down after 30 minutes because you obviously didn't see the comedic value in that. Uh, the Burnley misspelling the Chelsea players' names was 29%, which means our winner, quite rightly, unanimously for us, unanimously for you, 53%, 4,000 Chelsea in Burnley on a Monday night. How about that? that well, it was. We all voted for the fans, you pillock. <laughs> right. Well done, fans. Up your sky. Up your sky. Absolutely right. 
Now, uh, we've got to go to a break, but afterwards we are going to have a lovely chat with my, one of my favourite journalists, Henry Winter. So we'll speak to you and to him in a few minutes after this little break. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Oh, yes! Lovely stuff. We are back for part four. I am Stanford Chidge, and this, of course, is the Chelsea Football Fancast. Now, we've got a new slot that I'm introducing this year when we. Uh, we only have uh, one game in the week, which of course we will for a few weeks, and that's to get a, a nice journalist that we know and love on the phone to have a chat about what they think about what's going on with Chelsea. And I am delighted to say that our first such journalist is in fact one of my favourites, and I would say one of the best football journalists out there, and he is of course Henry Winter from the Daily Telegraph. Are you there, Henry? There's no such thing as a nice journalist. Well, kind of semi-working in the same area, I'm trying to agree with you, but I thought I'd a big up anyway. Thank you. Anyway, how are you? I'm very good. I've just got back from uh, Burnley. Very impressive performance, particularly first half. It was indeed, wasn't it? I mean, you know, we've obviously been uh, extolling the virtues of a fantastic performance in the last kind of half an hour of the show, but obviously what caught our eye was, was Fabregas. What do you think of him? Absolutely no surprise. He's got a point to prove to, to, to Barcelona. He's got a point to prove to, to people over here. I think uh, that the Chelsea fans who had the Sessi's blue banner actually caught, um, flag had caught uh, um, Fabregas' mood. I think he wants to show English people, the Arsenal critics, and just just show the world what a good player he is. Because he was used out of position at Barcelona. We talked to Jose afterwards and he was saying, listen, he's not a false nine, he's not a winger, play him in his best position, get him the ball, get him on the half term, get him creating chances. I'll tell you what, you know, they'll be going something to beat uh, whatever it was, that 20-pass move, and particularly, well, what's already going to be one of the passes of the season, you know, that, that weighted pass to Andre Scherler. Well, I mean, we, I mean, we, we voted that on what we call our Guinness moment, which is kind of a moment of unbelievably wonderful skill. But actually, talking around that, it wasn't just that pass. It was the run by Hazard, the interplay, the run by Scherler. It was a fantastic goal. But when, what, what, I, what I really, I mean, you know, I, I saw a different kind of fabricus than the one that I saw at Barcelona, as, as you suggested. But I just loved his finesse and his vision and his guile. And, and for, for us, I think... You know, he could well be the missing link for Chelsea because we've not had a player like that in, in recent memory. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see when you're up against the top teams whether you need another sort of more defensive presence alongside Matic. I mean, Matic has, has, has been terrific. He slotted in there. Jose knew what he would do. Sesh, you know, he, he will attack, but whether you need a more sort of uh, defensive side, so you look at how Manchester City have brought Fernando into play alongside Yaya Torre. Yaya Torre obviously is very creative, but he's a ball winner as well. It'd be interesting to see whether he moves um, Sesh slightly further forward and plays maybe more to another more defensive midfielder alongside Matic. But the thing about Sesh is that you know he can play that role. He can play further forward in the sort of you know the, the numb position. But what was encouraging last night from a Chelsea perspective is that there were good performances all over the place. I mean, Ivanovic was involved in all three goals, scored one of them, although he was terrific. He was almost like a right winger at times. Diego Costa, I mean, everyone, you know, we all raved about uh, Fabregas because it was just a you know fantastic moment. And I was at Bolton the last game he played in, in England when, when Arsenal lost. And, you know, Fabregas almost went off to, to Barcelona, you know, slightly with, 
with his tail between his legs and he's sort of come back and he's got a point to prove. But Diego Costa, I thought, was, was key because there's a good player somewhere in Fernando Torres, but, you know, it's lost at the moment. Didier Drogba, as you saw when he didn't have that burst of pace to, to get the ball early on, will never be the Didier Drogba, you know, his last touch for, for Chelsea winning the Champions League final. But Diego Costa, and this is where one key element of Chelsea's staff is the backroom staff. If they can keep, if you can keep Costa fit, I'm convinced he'll win the title. I went for you pre-season just to pick City for, for the title because of Costa. We all knew what Fabregas would do, but Costa coming in will give you that goals, will lead the line. Thought he was very unlucky. It should have been a penalty anywhere else on the pitch. That's a straightforward free kick to Chelsea, so why shouldn't it be a penalty to him? Um, so, you know, very encouraging night for, uh, for, for Chelsea. I think, you know, I mean, I think that the consensus around this table here is that he could well be the striker we've been looking for for several years. You know, I, I mean, obviously, since Drogba left, we've, we've never had a, a, a guy who can, A, bang the goals in and B, hold the ball up and actually be a, a real physical presence on the field for us and, and dominate opposition defences. And, and he looks like he could be the one. The, and the other thing about him is that he talks to players and Jose was talking at length about this on Friday. He's a, he's a really good character. There's no ego to him. You know, you look at his career, he's never really been, until the sort of last couple of seasons, he's never been the sort of the, the number one, the main man. He's always had to play second fiddle to, 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 to other strikers. You know, so he's almost sort of, he's going to have a great five years now because he's got the hunger for it because of rejection earlier in the career or not being given the promotion and the platform earlier in his career. And he's, he's got all the strength to be a modern uh, centre-forward, successful centre-forward in, uh, in the Premier League. You know, the, the, the greatest scorer in Premier League history is Alan Shearer with 260 goals. There are elements of Costa's game that, you know, that he's got the physical strength. You were probably there last season when he bullied John Terry. Not yeah. many people bullied John Terry. So he's got that physical strength. He's got that little burst of acceleration. He's got the eye for goal, as we saw yesterday after 17 minutes. And he's a team player. So it's terrific signing. The other thing, of course, is that Jose, kind of as, as half expected, I think, by many of us, but he, he went for Thibaut Courtois in goal, and, of course, that, that meant that Czech was sitting on the bench. Do you think this, this is the end for Czech, Henry? I do, sadly. I, I really felt last night it was the end of the year and the start of a sort of brave new dawn for, for Chelsea. Courtois, he has to start. I mean, there was absolutely no question about it. Jose Mourinho's got this new era. He wanted to strengthen the spine. You've got two good centre-halves, Fabregas coming in and Diego Costa up front, and you had to address the goalkeeper situation. Czech has been fantastic for you. I can count you know, the, the number of times he's let you down sort of on, on half an hour, if that's possible. Maybe two or three times he's sort of made mistakes. He has been absolutely fantastic, great servant, terrific off the pitch. You know, from a media perspective, an absolute joy to deal with, good, honest character, great pro, great servant to the club. But I hope he can leave now. I don't want him to sit on the bench because he yeah. deserves more than that. I think I hope he goes to PSG and has a sort of fantastic sort of two, three years there. Hopefully not get in Chelsea's way in the, in the Champions <laughs> League. But Courtois, what you saw with Courtois was how suited he is to the English game as well as the European games. He was very quick off his line. You know, continental goalkeepers can be slightly slow to come out for crosses. You see it with Liverpool, another Belgian, Mignolet. You know, whereas Courtois will come and he will he will command the saves and as you see, command the ball from crosses, set pieces, corners, whatever. But you also saw that save from Scott Arfield in the second half. You know how athletic he is, and for me, he's in the top three goalkeepers in the world, still behind Neuer. But you know he's going to threaten the German one day. So, so there's no question in your mind that he he's ready to be Chelsea's number one then. 
I think he was ready to be Chelsea's number one last season. Yeah, I, 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 think, yeah. You got, I think you got a good point there, Henry, and I, and I agree with you entirely. I thought it was very... I mean, it's the first time I've, I've kind of seen him play for us, obviously, in anger, and I was, I was hugely impressed by the way that he does come on our box and he comes out and he catches the ball. He doesn't flap at it or punch it. He catches it, and that must give the defence so much confidence and stability by doing that. And the other thing is he will launch counter-attacks because if you're Eden Hazard and you're Oscar... And you know that, and you're not necessarily helping out defensively, but you're lingering in your own half because the opposition has got the ball. And suddenly the cross comes in. You know that Courtois, nine turns out of ten, will get that ball. You're off and running. So I can see Chelsea you know, launching some good counters. And one thing coming back to Fabregas, when he was at Arsenal, I watched him a lot at Arsenal through work. But the problem with Arsenal is that they don't necessarily go for the juggler quickly. And Fabregas, because he can play these quick passes, he doesn't want necessarily to slow up the move. He wants to play those quick passes, and that's what Chelsea want to do. And Chelsea will gear quicker than Arsenal were when Fabregas was there. And I think that really suits Fabregas, man. Well, that's excellent stuff. I mean, what I, what I would also say is, uh, you know, I mean, I know it's a bit weird because, you know, Courtois is already our player, but I, I've been actually quite impressed uh, with Chelsea in the transfer market. You know, they've signed, you know, three excellent players uh, additionally to, to Courtois and Luis Costa and Fabregas. And they seem to have filled a lot of the gaps that we had last season. And I think the thing that I like most is that they've done the business very, very, very quickly. But, you know, do you think there's any more to come? Ooh, good question. I still do have a concern if Diego Costa gets injured because Fernando Torres is not top quality now for whatever reason. GDA Drogba, you know, may have a sort of, you know, a few great games left in him still. But I'm still not sort of convinced now. You know, his best days are clearly behind him. It would be nice to see a really high clock. You know, I mean, Bamford's obviously off on loan and he's sort of, you know, two, three years away from being a a top player and he might not even reach that level. I still think that might be a concern if you need an understudy to Diego Costa in the Champions League. And, you know, Touchwood, he doesn't get injured, but, you know, he can get injured as Atletico Madrid found last season. So that, I would say, is, uh, is an issue. I think full-backs are, are fine. I know there have been debates about that, and Ashley Cole's magnificent term for you, and it was great to hear the fans sing his name and also Frank's name as well to show their appreciation. Um, midfield, I mean, who, who are the players come in? I mean, Matic and, and Fabregas are terrific. They've you know, got one or two other players as well. It's not the biggest squad, but you know, you still have the best coach and he can juggle his resources. What was important last night was to do it against the inverted commas smaller teams because I thought that was your Achilles heel last season. You know, you, I just went to so many of the big games and you thought Chelsea are going to walk this league because they're winning all the big games. But you drop points against the smaller teams, which you shouldn't do. Yeah, we, we felt much the same. And, and <laughs> some of us felt that after 13 minutes, Henry, when they went 1-0 up. But uh, you're right. I think that's a game that we could have easily lost last year and it was... It was really good to see them play it the way they did and dominate in the way they did. I mean, you know, talking about the transfers, it's interesting. I mean, why, why do you think they brought Drogba back? Interesting. Very, very interesting. Maybe it was a... I don't know necessarily where Jose does emotional moves. Um, I think maybe they thought that he would give them or will give Chelsea, you know, for 10, 15 games a season. Maybe he'll play in the Carling Cup and, and, and matches like that, sort of Capital One Cup, play games like that. Um... I still think he fits in with the philosophy, and that even though he hasn't got the, the, the pace and maybe the, the muscular element is not so much, he can still hold the ball up and you know against one or two lesser teams, and maybe it gives him a chance to take off Diego Costa after 70 minutes if he's done the damage and bring bring Jogba on. 
I hope Drogba's... I mean, Drogba's a legend at a club. He's an ambassador. I mean, the last night thing was smoking a large cigar in the, in the, in the dressing room in, in Munich. And, you know, he's, I'm sure you've met him. He's just one of these wonderful people that you just think will enhance the club, certainly off the field and maybe occasionally on the field. I mean, to be honest, Harry, that was my feeling. It kind of, you know, underlines my concern that, that you know, in, in, in my book, we only really have one top striker at the club, which leaves us vulnerable. But, you know, for me, I thought it was an excellent idea uh, bringing Drogba back because, you know, you're losing the likes of uh, Ashley Cole and in particular Frank Lampard, who have been such big presences in the dressing room with a huge amount of experience. And I think more importantly, understand uh, how Jose Mourinho works and, of course, the whole winning mentality that he bred into Chelsea. So I think bringing somebody like Drogba back was a very, very shrewd move. But I'll be surprised if he gets an awful lot of game play. I'll be worried if he gets a lot of game time. Yeah. I, Sorry, I, go on. Hang on a I, I agree. I, I agree. Unless it's, you know, you're 4-0 up with 20 minutes to play and you can bring Drogba on. Mm. He can uh, you know, sort of run around and roll back. The but what's interesting, you touched on this. All the players that you brought in, I don't know particularly Felipe Luis, well, but all the players you brought in are known as good characters off the pitch. Now, you know, with, with Courtois, he's, you talk to the Belgians, he's a, he's a good individual. He'll be an ambassador for the club, echoing Czech over the next 10 years. Uh, everyone, you know, we mentioned Diego Costa, he's a good character, a good citizen. Fabregas as well, you know, he's a bright individual. He'll bring, you know, the younger players there who want to develop as a sort of creative midfielder, he will help them because he's, he's just, you know, he's that kind of, he's a good guy. You don't really hear of him falling out of nightclubs as you do one or two players in the Premier League. He's a good, proper professional. And Jogba, of course, as well, he's, you know, he's one of the great characters. You know, he could go back home and be voted, um, you know, Prime Minister and President mm-hmm. and probably Chancellor of the Exchequer because he's just such a sort of respected individual. Do you mean in the so UK or the Ivory Coast, Henry? I think we could probably do him with the UK as well. But, um, <laughs> do you know what? He's versatile enough to do both. He's a brilliant guy, isn't he? Martin, you want to come I, in? I was just saying, Henry, you said that uh, Jobba might get 10 or 15 games. I think he's more likely to get 10 or 15 minutes in a few games rather yeah. than play a whole game. I don't think he can do 90 minutes anymore. No, no, I was thinking, but in terms of sort of coming on and playing 10 or 15 games, I think he'll play a few games in the Cup. Would you necessarily play Diego Costa in, a, in an FA Cup? I know Jose quite likes the FA Cup, and mm. obviously the League Cup was good to him first time around, but he was. But, um, you know, you've got to keep Diego Costa mm. for those two competitions, the Champions League and the Premier League. I, I, I think it depends really how much Jose wants to win, you know, as many t- uh, you know, trophies and titles as he can. I mean, on that point, Henry, I mean, I know that Chelsea are probably quite justifiably favourites, but... Um, you know, does Josie have to win the title this year? Oh, everyone says that. First thing you've got to say is, are the fans going to be more entertained this season? Yes. The quality of the football last night, you know, there were gasps in the press box. There were gasps in, amongst the Burnley fans in, in front wow. of me when Fabregas paid that pass and they appreciated the pure beauty of the move. Obviously, it was a shock. They realised what they were up against. But when you get bullied like that, you know, like sort of Brazil did to Italy in 70, you just have to sort of applaud the quality of the opposition. So I think from an entertainment perspective, which, OK, we, you know, fans go for, for the glory and the medals and the day out at Wembley and all that, but also, you want to be entertained. You know, ask West Ham fans. You know, they want to be entertained. You want to be entertained. You're going to see some really good football this season. So yeah. that's the first point. In terms of a trophy, look, Jose. I mean, I've been to so many events with Jose, and I've seen him win trophies over the last 10 years. So the, 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 the trophies will come. I think it's between you and Manchester City for the title. I was at St. James's Park on Sunday, and they look strong. They've fought well as well. There's no dissent behind the, teams, uh, behind the scenes as there was with Mancini. You know, they've got some good players. But 
you know, I think it's going to be a really entertaining two-horse race. Yeah. But Chelsea, for me, have A, the manager, and B, the players. I would be amazed if Abramovich got rid of him at the end of the season if he didn't win a, in a trophy. I mean, you know, even with no striker, you did well in the Champions League, pretty well in the Champions League last season. So, you know, tailed off a, a little bit, but still won the, the big games in the Premier League. So, I think you'll win a trophy. So, I don't think it will even be an issue about debate about Joe's attitude. Yeah, well, I certainly hope so. I mean, I, I, mean, I think mo- most of the supporters, uh, you know, are really desperate. Now we believe we've got the right man back to lead the club. You know, hope that he's given a, a long time because we all feel that if he's given long enough and, and Roman keeps his finger off the trigger... You know, we could really build something substantial here. So I, I certainly hope that he won't get the boot. Um, talking of the talking of the supporters, Henry, um, four thousand of us up in Burnley last night on a, on a, a grim, wet northern Monday evening. Pretty good performers, do you not think? I thought it was fantastic. He took over the whole David Fishick stand. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Some of the chants were, uh, were were fairly lively. I'm not sure Burnley fans appreciate all of them, but that's what <laughs> but that's what banter between fans is all about. I thought it was it was terrific. I mean, I don't know how the fans came up, but anyone coming up uh, the M6 deserves a medal anyway for getting through the M6. Yeah, I went back through the A1 down the A1, and they closed that off. The M1's always carnage, loads of road work. So I'm no, not just it was brilliant on a on a Monday with a game on television. Sky's coverage is is fantastic. There's every excuse to stay in a nice pub on the King's Road or in Cobham or wherever and watch it from there. And yet, was it three thousand eight hundred, four thousand of of you lot turned up? So that's brilliant. Yeah, it's lovely to see. I mean, we've got one of the lads here who sits on our, our benches opposite us. He got back at four o'clock this morning. It's quite an effort. Um, what, I, what I have to say, I mean, it, you know, it, it was an awful journey up there and back, and it's not the first time, and it won't be the last. I mean, what do you think about Sky and the Premier League moving matches like this to a Monday night? I mean, they have a nasty habit of doing that, don't they? I, I thought they were always going to stagger the big four over the weekend, so that you had sort of Arsenal on Saturday evening. That you had, I mean, the four that we all think are going to, so, you know, chase the, the Champions League. Then you had sort of Liverpool Sunday lunchtime. Then you had Manchester City, and then sort of Chelsea. And I think. You know, he who pays the piper. Yeah. I think there should be more uh, consultation. I think the, uh, the television companies should make the decisions uh, quicker. I think it would be nice if we had a rail system that worked late at night and didn't close down at uh, 11.30 at night. I mean, I live in the Midlands, and if I'm doing a match in London, the last train north is pretty much 11.30 from King's Cross. So that is, you know, but that's a government thing and, and issues in the country. And I don't think, you know, there are many problems with the Premier League. You can't quite blame the rail system on it. Well, I, I think, you know, it's, it's a very serious issue, actually. And I, I think what annoys a lot of us, and I mean, I know you know this, and, and, and we've talked about this, you know, when I'm with my Chelsea supporters' trust hat on, but, you know, when you look at the schedule, and there are something like one, two, three, four, five... Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games with evening kickoffs, where one or one of the clubs is is in for a very long journey, and also won't be able to get back that night because the trains don't run. You know, and well, I agree. What I would do, look, look, television is always going to have its say on that. It's why you can afford players like Diego Costa and you can afford Fabregas's wages. So there is a quid pro pro there, and it's quite a few quid. What I would do is that any um, match. That the uh, the away support has to travel more than 150 miles for a television match, which has been moved, and all television matches are moved. But all the uh, the away tickets are um, uh, funded by the uh, by the Premier League. So all the all the clubs put in like whatever it is, 500 grand, a million quid at the start of the season, so that the away support, because that's what television wants. 
if I'm at home watching a game, I don't want to see empty spaces on the terraces. And if I'm watching the game out in the Far East, one of the reasons why I pay my subscription out in the Far East is because I want to watch the Premier League. It's because of the atmosphere. It's because of the fans yeah, as well as the, the, right. the entertainment on the pitch. So listen, I talked to Scooter more about this last week. I said, listen, because it was the day before the, uh, the march on the Premier League HQ, the Football Supporters Federation. They do a great job. And they went there and they just made the point. And to be, you know, the problem with the Premier League, they said, well, we've got 96% occupancy. We don't need to worry about you yet. But sadly, I think they do. I think they should show more respect. Some of the prices that, say, clubs like Arsenal charge, I think is, is, is disgraceful. Uh, and, you know, Arsenal are not alone with uh, how much they charge uh, for, for away fans. But I do think for televised matches, for teams, for fans who are travelling a long way, like last night, televised, televised match, what is it, 200 miles, 250 yeah, I, miles? Henry, that's, they, a great, they, Henry, that's a great idea. I concur entirely. And I, I have to say, we're, we're very grateful here because uh, the Chelsea have a good habit of, of putting on special trains for us as well, which does help yeah. greatly. I'm afraid we're going to have to leave it there, Henry, because I'm out of time. But I, just okay. before, before I go, can I just thank you hugely for coming on the show? I really appreciate it. And you've been fascinating, as you always are. Brilliant, indeed. Much, Very good. Much pleasure. See you on the road. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you, Henry. Hopefully we'll speak to you again later in the season. But thanks a lot, mate. Appreciate it. Take care. Brilliant. Wow. We are honoured and flattered. What a lovely guy. And, and, and Henry really does have fantastic insight onto the game. And he's a, he's a huge supporter of the supporters too. Anyway, we've got to go because I've run out of time. But we'll be back in a minute and we'll be talking to another guest, Nigel Seeley, the betting expert. See you in a few minutes. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, we're back. I, I, my brain is kind of like fudge after that. Henry was just so brilliant and so intelligent, and I, I feel the need to go and have a lie down. But instead, I'm going to. Crack on! We've got two more parts of the first Chelsea Falcons of this season, and I'm so excited. I'm just pumped, mate. I'm loving it. It was great, wasn't it? Anyway, I am Stanford Chidge. I am Stanford Chidge. This is the Chelsea Football Fancast. That is Jonathan Kidd. Sir Jonathan of Kidd. Yo! This is my mate, Dr. Mark. I wrote a very nice article recently, a new feature in it. I shall, I shall share it with you later. Okay, I, I, I wrote, I wrote, is, Are you published? Well, yes, I am, yes. Uh, but I, I wrote lots of very nice things about you, actually. And this is the fantastic Seb, who, who is freed from the shackles of university, is going to be a regular on this here show. And I am really looking forward to that, because Seb is intelligent. More to the point, Seb is also a very, very big punter on the old football. So he is extremely excited about having our next guest on this show, a man that we've actually had on the show when we used to do it in Putney. He was on the phone to us last season, and I think he's one of the best football punters out there. He really is brilliant. And his name is Nigel Seeley. Are you there, Nigel? I am, Chigi. How are you, sir? I'm very well, mate. How are you? Well, I'm under a bit of pressure there because the last guest you said was brilliant and very entertaining and intelligent. So that's rolled three of the things I'm not. Yeah, but, you know, no matter how intelligent my guests are, you can always rely on me to dumb it down, Nigel. So no pressure. Well, that's why I come on the show. That's that lovely. It's lovely to have you back on. I mean, also a very good time. He's good. Nigel is good. He's, he's, he's a quick, quick guy, this man. Anyway, look... Uh, you know, it's a good time to have you on because it's the beginning of the season, of course, which, which for me, you know, smells of outright. But we'll, we'll talk about those in a minute. But we've got our first home game of the season coming up. 
and uh, we've got some uh, some interesting looking bets. I was on Odds Checker last night, and I was I was looking at a few of the bets. I I'd be interested to hear what you say first, and then I'll tell you what what appeals to me. How does that sound? Yeah, no problem. I mean, looking at last night's performance, how can you not have a three point banker? Now the trouble is with. With the performance that Chelsea threw down last night and the array of talent they have, are they any value at the price? Now, we can all have bets and say, oh, we fancy this bet and we think this will win and we think that will win, but are they value? And value what makes you money? Now, Chelsea are 1-5 to five on to win that game. Now, you know, who's going to go into the shop on the way to Stamford Bridge on Saturday and risk 50 quid to win a tenner or is 500 quid to win a £100? It's just not something to attract. If they are going to win, there's no doubt about it. So you've got to find something that makes it a little bit more attractive to the punter and makes it attractive for someone to bet it. And, you know, I like the look of Chelsea to win by more than one goal, which, you know, unless they get a one-goal start, you can get that at around about 8 to 11. Uh, I think that's a much better bet. Maybe one and a half goal, you know, by winning two goals or more. The performance last, what we saw last night, I think the days of 1-0 to the Chelsea under Mourinho are long gone. I think this side could beat teams 5-6 easy at home. So there may be a little bit of value there, maybe one minus one and a half goal around about 10 to 11. Leicester are 16 to one. They're not going to win. The draw is six to one. If you're looking for a first goal score, Costa 130 to score the first goal. Um, how much of a part will he play? That's the interesting thing for me. Will he, will he, will he come on and be rested after 30, 40 minutes being dropped on for a, a big stand innovation? I think Drogba to score any time would be a much better bet for me rather than score the first goal because I don't think he'll start. Um, but Chelsea will win. But at five on, I think your best bet is to put them in your accumulator, find four or five others. But uh, I do think you're going to see a change. Of, I, think, I think you're going to see a change of style of, of Chelsea. I mean, you guys watch them week in and week out more than I do. But as, as somebody who, 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 who watched that game last night, I think we're going to see a very much more gun-ho side. And uh, games where you would, you would have won one or two nil at home, I think you're going to beat teams four or five with a swagger, and I think it starts on Saturday. I certainly hope so, man. It's very interesting to hear what, what you said there because I, I picked out, you know, I, well, I agree entirely with what you say. I think I thought the overs and unders market was quite skinny as well, actually, interestingly enough, when I had a look at that. But uh, the, the first goal scorer market was fascinating because Hazard's out there at 6-1. to one, And I thought that's pretty good value for first yeah, goal scorer. He was exceptional last night, wasn't he? I mean, he's a, he's a bigger price than Fernando Torres, but that shows you how wrong that price yeah. is. Yeah. should have been a lot shorter. Fernando Torres is 5-1, to one, Oscar 7, Fabregas 15-2. to two. I, I just have a feeling, though, this, this, if, if you were asking me for a, what I would do on this bet, I would back Chelsea minus one and a half, so Chelsea would win by two or more goals at a decent price, and I would probably back Drogba to score any time because I just have a feeling that it could be three or four nil up, they'll bring him on, he'll take everything, he'll be so, so hungry to score on his return at Stamford Bridge. Yeah. And so, I think Drogba to score any time would be my bet. That's a real Hollywood bet, that, isn't it? It's script writing. It, it happens so many times, though, Chichi. Yeah, no, I'm with you. so many times. No, I'm with you. I, I tell you, mate, I, I always do that. I always have a punt on daft things like that. I really do. I mean, you know, to be fair, most of the time they don't come off. But, you know, when they do, you tend to get pretty good value on it. I'll tell you another thing that I think we've got some really good value. Because, I mean, we were talking about this earlier on in the show. But, you know, we've, we've got some very big guys uh, up for set pieces at the moment. And we've got a guy who can actually deliver a ball into the box. And when you've got players like Branner at 20-1 to 1 for first goal scorer and Terry and Cahill at 25-1, to 1, I think that's a good sneaky little bet. Well, I always think you're much better off to bat them to score any time because it's not, you're not going to get your 20-1 to 1 shot, but to score the first goal is a hard 
a hard thing to find anyone to score. Agree. So what, what, are they any time, what, what are they any time? Well, roughly, you work it out about a quarter of the price of the score the first goal. So if you're 20 to 1, you'd be a 5 to 1 shot. If you're, sorry, if you're 25 to 1, you'd be a 5 to 1 shot. Oh, sorry, yeah. 6 to 1 shot. 20 to 1, you'd be a 5 to 1 shot. So it's roughly about a quarter of the odds of what you would be to score the first goal. And I think that would be the better way for me uh, to play rather than the first goal. First goal, it, it tends to find... Bookies tend to... You look at goal-scoring betting market now in football, and you see the likes of Diego Costa at 130, you think, oh, well, um, it's not worth having a quid on it. But statistically, the favourites are overpriced. If you bet Diego Costa week in, week out this season at uh, the bridge to score the first goal at 3-1 to one or bigger, you will definitely make a return on your money by the end of the season. But it's not an attractive one. You go there every week, get in the 33-1 to one shot, the 50-1 to one shot, but money's money, and Diego Costa will get more fair yeah. share of the first goals than everybody else. Listen, I, you know, I'm a bit of a mug punter, as you... Well, actually, I'm a bit of a mug, to be honest, Nigel, but... I wouldn't say that. I'd say the first point. Yeah, yeah, OK. Well, mug punters, for sure. And I've got a couple of really good mug punter bets for you, but you might, you might disagree or agree with one or two of them. Um, 3-1 correct score. I know the... I think the correct score is an absolutely stupid market, but it's quite fun to have a little punt on it. 3-1 uh, again is at 12-1. to one. Uh, I love the idea of, 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 of splashing some cash stupidly on a Costa hat-trick at 14-1. to one. But the one that actually might be quite sensible, and I think, you know, we were all discussing this earlier in the show, the way that Chelsea basically won the game in the first half, absolutely outplayed, bullied and dominated them, and then took their foot off the gas in the second half. But you can get Chelsea, you know, the half-time, full-time, Chelsea draw at 28-1. to 1. Yeah, I mean, that, that means Chelsea to win at half-time and the draw to be the final result at the end of the whistle, not oh, like right, the sorry. at the half-time. It'll be, it'll be slightly different. So that's Chelsea to be leading at half-time and Leicester to come back and get a draw. So I wouldn't be bashing about that. I did but do this very late last night, Nigel, to be fair. Yeah, I know, and I've seen you late, actually. So I know what you like. <laughs> uh, and the, the thing is, though, I just can't see Leicester scoring. Yeah, I mean, let's be fair. I mean, you, you were trying to look for value. Are Leicester really going to go? They're going to try to defend and get a nil-nil draw. They're not going to be good enough. It's going to be Chelsea to nil for me. Maybe it's three nil, four nil. Uh, the only thing with Diego Costa, if he scored two goals in 25 minutes to go, will he have that extra 25 minutes? I think the whole thing's going to be set up for Drogba's return. Um, Hazard, Hazard six to one could be a decent bet. Uh, and and uh, Schurler, I mean. <laughs> Yeah. There, there, I mean, everyone goes on about the ball that Fabregas packed through last night, but the finish was exceptional. And that is a man who was at the peak of his career, just won the World Cup, flying around like, you know, he was absolutely unbelievable last night. And he didn't get the plaudits he deserved because Fabregas took them all for him. Yeah. But uh, I think he looks a massive goal-scoring threat. So yeah. I, I think it's, it bodes well, and the bookmakers have reacted this morning with the odds on the Premier League just plummeting overnight. So what, what, what are they now? I mean, we'll talk about the outrights now. We might as well, because I had it at 6-4 to four yesterday. Well, that's the, price, that, that's the best price you can get in the marketplace now, 6-4. to four. 11 to 8 is, is a general price, as short as even money with some bookmakers already, which is a, which is a staggering performance after one game. Now... Uh, wherever you look at it, it's a two-runner race I mean, it's between Chelsea and Manchester City. And I thought Manchester City did play very well against the Newcastle side, who I thought have improved this season. They look, they look good in certain patches. Arsenal 5-1, to one, I mean, realistically, they're going to be double-figure prices. Manchester United should be 33-cents. Liverpool 12-1, to one, they're never going to be able to cope with the Champions League as well as the Premier League. So it is a two-runner race. But the only thing I would say, I remember, your guys will remember it much more than me, but as a punter, I remember, I'm sure it was under Scolari, where Chelsea started off a campaign in scintillating form. <laughs> and uh, they got down to about 5-4 to four one day, and, I'm, and, I, and I've, I had far too much on to win the league. <laughs> and uh, it, it proved very, very costly. This is a long, long season. And pe- people overreact to one performance very, very quickly. 
and you may get carried away. Chelsea started off exceptionally well, and they are definitely the team to beat. But again, it goes back to my initial point. Are they value at 6-4? to four? Do you want to put 100 quid on them now to win the Premier League title and pick up 150 quid in May? Not, not for me. Mm, interesting. No, I, I don't appeal to me. Seb, you wanted to pop in here. Uh, yeah, what, Nigel, what do you think Chelsea's chances are of uh, winning the Champions League this year? Well, I mean, you've got to look at... I was, to be honest with you, um, when, when Chidge asked me to do this, I was the first time I've looked at the Champions League price markets. It's the first time I've looked at it all, all, all through since last season. I haven't even looked at it. And I was staggered to see Bayern Munich the favourites. I couldn't believe why they were the favourites. I mean, Real Madrid and Barcelona, for me, Real Madrid got got to be favourites over yeah. Bayern Munich. If they played in a one-off game, Real Madrid would be favourites against anybody in Europe. There's no doubt about it. Chelsea are 10-1. to 1. They've certainly got the team. They've only got the Champions League experience now with the players they've brought in. Um, they're going to be, for me, going to be a better spread bet. I mean, if you're not used to spread betting, obviously, the further you go in the competition, the more you're rewarded. They're never going to get knocked down the group stages. They're never going to knock down the last 16. They'll win it. They won't finish second in the group like Arsenal do. They, 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 will, they will be quarterfinals, semifinals minimum. But I just feel that, I, th- I still think the Spanish two are the front two, and I can't believe yeah. Bayern Munich are favourites. So for me, Real Madrid at four to one are a, a fantastic bet on that market. Uh, to be fair, Nigel, I, I, I mean, I looked at the Champions League market, and you're right. I mean, to win it outright is ten to one. Uh, Runner-ups nine to one. Semi-final is seven to two. And I, I actually think there's some good value there because you know Chelsea's record of getting to semi-finals is almost unsurpassed. But there's no, I mean, it's a spread bet, because the thing is, you, you, you're never, you're not going to get knocked down at any other yeah. stage after the semi-finals or quarter-finals. So you get your money back if you get the quarter-finals. You win when you get the semi-finals. So on that index, you know, you, you, you're a certainty. But um, I just think Real Madrid are just a little, you know, the players they bought, you know, look at the, the team they've assembled. I mean, they're fantastic. And the advantage they have over there is when they get to the nitty-gritty of the, um, of the, of the final end of the Champions League, they're pretty much sewn up the domestic level already with with, uh, with Barcelona. They don't have games like we do where they have to go to Stoke away on a Wednesday. They, they can beat anybody 6 or 7 nil. The weakness in that league is so so weak. That's why they do better in Europe. Uh, there's a couple of other little bets I found with Chelsea, which I thought was probably a little bit of interest. I mean, they're 6-4 to four to win the league, but Jose Mourinho's 9-4 to four to win the uh, LMA Manager of the Year, which I don't think makes sense. Because I think... You know, if you go through statistically, apart from Tony Pulis last year, if you win the Premier League title, yeah. you win that award. So that, for me, would be a much better angle rather than the 6-4 to four Chelsea to win the league. Uh, and looking at some, at some PFA player of the year markets, Fabregas now the 10-1 to favourite to win that, along with Hazard. So you know, you've, got, you've got five or six players in the first 25 in, in, in the top in, in the PFA Player of the Year market, I mean, uh, Torres um, Tor, uh, ten to one, Aaron Ramsey fourteen, Oscar thirty three, but Fabregas has started off with a bang there. He's you know what, Nigel? Market. That's really interesting because you know when I checked this last night, Fabregas was still out at twelve to one. Yeah, he's in the ten to one on the back yeah. of that performance last night. Money's come for him today. Uh, I mean, I, I I think the whole. I mean. Again, I, I bow to you guys' judgment. You know, I'm just a betting guy, and I watch football. I've got no real opinion. But I think these players take a little weight of Hazard, and I think you're going to see a massive season for him this season. I think he, last night, the amount of dribbles he took on, he didn't feel like he had to do anything. He had Fabregas doing all, doing all the, the work for him. He didn't really have to track back as much as he'd done because yeah. Sherlock was doing it on the other side. And I think this could be Hazard's season. And, and, and if I was, you know, Fabregas is getting applauded today, but I think your man is going to be your match winner throughout this season is Eden Hazard and I would much rather back him at 10 to one the Fabregas yeah. you know what my last little cheeky bet you know, just to prove what a mug punter I am Nigel and, 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 and make your colleagues rich uh, 100 to one right for the treble Premier League Champions League 
and uh, the FA Cup. On that note, I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> You're just scared. You're scared. I'm one game. Win. One game, right? Well, you know, it's a good start. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Cheers, you know. It's, it's, it's I know. Go, go I on. know. I know. It'd be great fun, though, if that happened. I mean, you know, to be honest, I don't see it happening, but you never know. Stranger things have. Um, Nigel, you, you are absolutely brilliant. We're going to have to get you back on the show one day because you're any, always great any, fun. Any, any time you want, mate. Good luck for the season for you guys, all right? Uh, and what about you? I mean, I'm going to talk to you about QPR before you disappear. I mean, you must be disappointed on Saturday. To be honest with you, we never win an opening days of the season. We lost 4 0 against Bolton. We were awful uh, last season. We lost again this campaign. Uh, the players he's brought in are ageing players, um, but there is money in the bank, I think, and also I think it's a very weak Premier League. Is he going to be playing Glenn Hoddle? <laughs> oh, I wish he did. <laughs> he's, got, he's got more legs than Rio Ferdinand, that's for sure. Well, that wouldn't be hard, would it? Oh, yeah, they love that. They like that. I thought it was a great joke. Sorry, Seb, go on. Uh, but it's not a joke, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke. Do, do you think... Uh, Re- do you think Remy's going to stay there or is he going to leave? No, Berlin? I think he's an absolute certainty to leave. I mean, uh, from his performance just out on the weekend, I think he had one shot. I think he was a bit of a threat. They've linked with the, the Chilean guy. Uh, I think there's a couple of signings coming in there, but I can't see Remy staying. But the only on, on, I mean, QPR are going in for a, a big trouble season. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But this, this Premier League's weak. I think there's a lot of weak sides. Yeah, I, think, I think Burnley will struggle. I think Aston Villa, despite their win, will struggle. I think West Brom will be in big trouble. So um, I, I, I think there's a lot of bad teams in this division. So uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be OK. All right, mate. Well, listen, we'll have to try and catch up for a beer, but I wish you luck down there, and uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to you again later I, on the I season. I know you never meant that, and you were doing that through gritty teeth. I was not. I, I was know on that, TV. I know, I know Go that. back and watch it, and you can see how genuine <laughs> I was. <laughs> Take care, fella. Nice, nice speech. You're brilliant. Nigel Seeley, everybody. Lovely, superb bloke. And I'll tell you, he knows his stuff when it comes to building. Now, we've got to go to a quick break because we'll be back afterwards to give you a little bit of the wonderful Chelsea chatter stats. He might not be here, but he is still sending them in like a good boy. And we have a little bit of a roundup of some uh, Chelsea supporter type news. And then we will be saying Arrivederci for this evening. We will see you in a mini second. Come <laughs> on! Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Football Lovely, magnificent, it's wonderful. Right, I'm Sanford Chidge. This is Chelsea Football Fancast, and this is the last part of the show. You need to pay attention because it goes by very, very quickly so the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to have a bit of Chelsea chatter statage now uh, uncle Chelsea chatter I'm afraid is he's, he's stuck down on the south coast of England and he's finding it rather hard to make it here but he's a good boy is and he's still, still he's still married uh, and that's why because <laughs> no, he's not, not here I think that might be it but anyway he, he does he does actually give us uh, these wonderful stats that he's prepared this is Chelsea chatter's homework you can't really see it because we can't get it close up hey start but anyway, they're really there, and this fine man, the finest voiceover artiste in this in side, this side of London. Shepherd's Bush. Right, take it away, Jonathan Kidd. Chelsea are playing in the top flight for the 26th consecutive season, beating the previous record set in 1961. Woo! Number two. The Blues are unbeaten on the first league game of the season for 16 years. 
Woo! Mm. Chelsea have now scored 600 goals in Premier League away games. Gadzooks! Yes, indeed. Oh, That's yes. a word, isn't it? Yes, it is. A very, very ancient it word. It means vitals. something like God's hooks or something, Does it? doesn't it? Okay. Yes. Knowledge. Um, 697 different people have now played for the Blues. Perhaps that should be 697. They should have little 697. They should have to do with the like cricket. cricket. Right. Absolutely yes, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thibaut Courtois. Do you see the way I said that? I did. Thibaut Courtois is, or Thibaut Courtois. Thibaut, very, very clever, Chidge. Very good. Threat in there. Is, uh, well, what about Cortez's as Ross <laughs> shouts in the gallery? <laughs> quite right. Quite right, Ross. Is <laughs> the 17th different goalkeeper to start a Premier League game <coughs> for Chelsea. Well, name what, what name the other 16. Can I ask what's different about Fatty Fultz. It's the first one. No, he was very different. He was very different. What's My different? hero. He's the t- is he the, is he he the biggest pies. nose of anybody, Thibaut Courtois? Probably. Possibly. Yeah. He looks like something out of Tintin. He, he, he? Looks like, he looks like he looks General Belgian. de Gaulle. He looks, he looks Belgian, like. he? He does. He or, does. you know, remember, remember Allo Allo? Allo Allo. <laughs> He's like the policeman. <laughs> the policeman, yeah. yes. Um, yes. So, uh, I have a, I have a cool for you on the telephone. That's right. Uh, it was really that weird kind of fronglish. Good morning. Good morning. He looks like him. Diogo Costa is the 431st player to score for the Blues. He's also the 84th person to do it on his debut. His goal was the quickest debut goal since Boudouin Zenden in in 2001. Filthy Scouser. Josh McEachran is the 14th Chelsea player to go on loan to Vitesse. (laughs) 14th! 2010. You wonder if if that's the the kiss of death, isn't it? Finally. Sorry, Josh. Yeah, I know. I've got to be honest. It's Vitesse. It's Vitesse for you. And now. Lovely. Sesk, but as Henry Winter kept calling him, Chesk. 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 I think think Henry was auditioning for Carter's James Bond or something. Chesk. Fabregas. Chesk Fabregas, or Sesk, as I will continue calling him, is the 77th different person to play for and against Chelsea in the Premier League. That's really interesting. Stat of the week. That's Chesk. Stat of the week, Chesk. Oh, yeah. Chesk. As there the French we go. Say, oh, no, before, before, we, before we go on, I've just got to say there's some really surprising numbers there. 77 different people. Seven, uh, that seems a lot. 17th doesn't seem a lot. He's done some homework this oh, week. Oh, what? Anyway, look, if you want more of uh, Chelsea Chatter's perfectly and beautifully formed statistical analyses, all you have to do is to go to www.chelseachatter.com. It's on your screen now. Or, of course, follow the great man. Uh, on Twitter, at Chelsea Chatter. Now, um, in a very, very brief second, we are going to have what I like to call a bit of Chelsea News Roundup, where I will be telling you what's going on in the world of Chelsea supporters, and I will have a serious face, like this. Excellent stuff. I can hear Ross getting excited in the gallery, kind of like, you know, (laughs) tapping along with that. Bless his heart. Right, now, very quickly, because we ain't got much time, First of all, we have Campo Retro. Uh, we also need to have my correct script. I don't seem to have... Where's the script gone? Thank you. Oh, dearie me. Now, Campo Retro, who you know we love. Um, they, uh, I've got a little pro- uh, a kind of a you know, promo thing going on at the moment. It says, show your colours for the upcoming season for as little as £25. Check out the full range. Now, what you need to do to, to kind of get into this, uh, I will put up a link on Twitter, on the Chelsea Fancast Twitter, 
and the Chelsea, face, Chelsea Fancast mm. Facebook fan page, uh, yeah, and then you click on that and you can get these special offers. But aren't they lovely? 60s. 64. 64, 70, 82. Eight. Yeah. 81, 82. 82 yeah. Anyway, brilliant stuff. Anyway, next bit of news, Arj. The Chelsea Supporters Trust AGM. Now, Chelsea's... Shush, please. I'm reading the news. Chelsea Supporters Trust held their second AGM last Saturday. Now, the minutes of which will be up on our website and theirs uh, later this week. The meeting was also recorded as a podcast and it will be up on the Chelsea Fancast website and iTunes soon. Now, if you want to join the Chelsea Supporters Trust, and I command you so to do, it is that simple, then all you have to do is visit what was up on the screen a minute ago and I'm sure we'll be again. It's chelseasupporterstrust.com and there we go. All you have to do is go there. Now, this is brilliant. I've got some brilliant news, Mark. This is quality, quality some news. Good news. That's right. Uh, the Plains of El Maria, one of my ah. favourite websites run by no less a man than Joe Tweets, who I sit not three seats away from cool. in the ground. There you go. There's a nice picture of it here. The season preview is out. Now, he's put together another stonking season preview for the Plains of El Maria. It's a must read, and there is no better preview of the new season, I guarantee you. Now, the first part will preview the season and looks to cover every angle possible with individual player profiles, tactical pieces, stats analysis, and some expert insight into what to expect from Chelsea this season. But do not despair. There's some good articles in there written by people like me too. But there is, in fact, uh, an extensive look at the commercial picture surrounding the club, how financial fair play works and is shaping the future of the club. And in the second half of the preview, we have a series of articles and pieces from a host of writers, including Walter Otten's Guide to This Year's Away Games, which is the funniest thing I've read in weeks. It really is. Tim Rolls, sausage rolls to his friends. <laughs> Look back to the dark days of the 70s and 80s when we were truly rubbish. And the lovely trips here from the Chelsea Supporters Group's tribute to Super Frank. And some horrible bloke called Stamford Chidge has written an article on the attachment to Stamford Bridge and the surrounding area. Uh, it's very good. Now, if you want to do this, you always do. Go, there's a, there's a, I'll put a link on screen in a minute, uh, but it's quite complicated. It's, it's basically filesnack.com, blah, 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 blah. But just watch the programme back and you'll see it. And I'll post it on, uh, on the Fancast fan page and our Twitter account. But you can download it for free from there. But Joe Tweeds, because he's such a lovely bloke, is basically encouraging you all to you know, make a donation. So he set up a, a charity uh, donation page. And the charity that's going to benefit is Help a Capital Child, who are an official Chelsea FC charity. And you can make the donation at justgiving.com forward slash planes of Almeria. So there we go. I commend you to do it. And it's brilliant. I mean, you will not find anything better anywhere in terms of season preview. It is the nuts. Spend a lot of time Right, very, very quickly, Sky Sports promo. Sky Sports trying to find interesting London-based Chelsea fans. Well, they're all here. We're here. We're here, aren't we? Anyway, they want to uh, film and follow you around uh, so you can be part of a behind-the-scenes type promo which will advertise various games in the 2014-2015 season. Now, if you want to take part, all the information can be found in the latest news section on the on the blog uh, bit of our ChelseaFanCast.com website. And finally, the wonderful, the latest and the first CFC UK fanzine of the season. Only a pound, hurry up, was out and about at Burnley last night. And, uh, of course, it was for only a pound. Now, you can get a copy of the CFC UK stall opposite Fulham Broadway Tube Station. And, of course, they'll be on sale at the Leicester match. Or you can subscribe to get a digital copy online at cfcuk.net. There you go. Now, 
Blimey, was whizzed past. I've enjoyed every second of it. That's all we've got time for this week. Unfortunately, now we will be back next week to report back on the first home game of the season. They're already calling the 2014-15 Premier League season. I'm amazed. Anyway, so we'll be back for that. Should be fun. I hope to see a few of you lot out there in the pubs before and afterwards. Uh, I really look forward to Is that. Is it on the Monday, Tuesday or the Tuesday? No, we are Tuesday. Uh, we're, we're, we're broadcasting on Tuesdays for the next three weeks. I knew that. I'm just... And then, no, that's very good of you to do that. No, they do that on TV, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, I know we've done this we've done act before. before. Yeah. Anyway, so there we go. So we'll be back on Tuesdays and then come September the 8th uh, or the 2nd. I don't know. It's all on the, on the website. We've got to go. Right, email the show during the week. ChelseaFanCast.gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast. Now, Martin, it's great to have you back it's in nice the fold, truly. I feel that you're now back Hello. in the fold. Hello, yes. Martin. Martin. Just a little sort of postscript. That was, I, I was over in uh, Tel Aviv for a few days' holiday, um, only a couple of weeks ago. And it is reported that we were actually seen on, on Channel 2 we in Israel. We were actually seen there. I've yes. got a video. I must put mm. it up because mm. me and Jonathan did a thing. It was great. Yeah. great. Johnny Kidd, man. It's great to see you, fella. It really is good to see you back. Jonathan Kidd, everybody. Thank you, Ben Thank you, Ben Seb, how do you feel? You made your first kind of yeah. proper, proper show, yeah? yeah? No, it's good to be, good to be back. Good to be back and in a work, Gary Glitter work, sort work, of way, work, maybe not. Oasis now, sort of way. I'm working now. Full you time, know, full he's got a job. He's got a job. Yeah. So Seb, Seb's on. buying the beers. He's got a job. Benches, we must say goodbye to you because you're lovely and you're wonderful. Let's have a look at the benches. There we go. Well, Thank well, you. All right, now we'll see you next week. You know where to get the show from. iTunes, the website, ChelseaFantastic.com. It tells you everything you need to know. Many thanks to all the lovely people who phoned up tonight. Many thanks to the lovely people in the gallery who have put this together. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. Up the Chelsea. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.